The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. 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 This is Joey Osborne. And Blanco Loco. And we are live on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Try saying that four times when you've had one too many drinks. Yo, this is Rich Ladder from One Nation Radio. This is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We present to you the Ace of Podcasts, keeping it strong style. Let's go. It's the Ace of Podcasts, keeping it strong style. Covering New Japan, they ready to hold it down. Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Josh. Come and hit a job out in Barrio the Frost. From Tokyo Dome over to the G1. Social Suplex is the network where we can get it done. I'm a chiller. And let them have it Cause this is just an intro Keeping the strong style Six stars from the get go Boy Yeah from Tampa Bay To the Tokyo Dome This is keeping it strong style With your host Jeremy Donovan And the young boy Joshua Smith And thank you for listening Welcome to Keeping It Strong Style The ace of podcasts On the Social Suplex Podcast Network Jeremy Donovan here Alongside the young boy Josh Smith On today's show, we'll be previewing the best of the Super Juniors tournament, as well as covering all the latest news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can support our show and network by subscribing on the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating and review. You can also get all the podcasts and columns at socialsuplex.com. Go to socialsuplex.com forward slash subscribe to sign up to get the podcasts and columns delivered directly to your email inbox. Also, make sure to check out our friends at PureRezuRoad.com. Right now on their front page, they have a best of Super Junior predictions and preview column by at BookJunkieJana on Twitter. So check that out, guys. Especially that could be helpful if you're entering in our best of the Super Junior uh, t-shirt contest. Yeah, do we have at Bookie entered into that? I don't know. I'm going to check the entries and see if he's entered yet. But there's... I mean, he probably has. <laughs> I'm just going to say, like, this year's lineup of entrants is stacked. We've had such luminaries. I'm not going to say any names, but uh, their name might rhyme with... Uh, Schmave Schmelzer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like we've got this uh, t-shirt contest going on and uh, Jeremy, tell us about it. Yeah, so there's two different ways that you guys can enter the contest. Um, I made a post in the New Japan Reddit. There is a Google Doc that has the A block, a block and B block and when you pick the winners, it calculates the points for you. You can do it that way. Make a copy of that. Email it to me, jeremy at socialsuplex.com. Email me that uh, spreadsheet with your, also with your A block and B block finals and the winner. Or if you go to our Twitter account, twitter.com slash at ki strong style, pinned to the top of our profile right now, there's another Google document, a Google form that has all the match listings that you can uh, pick through. And then at the very end, there's a fill in the blank for the A and B block final and let us know who's who you pick to also win the overall finals. Is there a way to get that uh, like hyperlinked into this episode when we post? Yeah, it? I'll put the link to both of those things in the show notes um, for this show for this episode. 
And like I said, it's also, you follow us on Twitter at KI Strong Style. I'll be tweeting the links out throughout the week, and there's one pinned to the top of our profile. So check that out. Enter the contest you have until the start of the tournament, which is uh, May 18th, Friday, May 18th. Enter the contest, get you a free t-shirt of your choice from Pro Wrestling Tees if you're the winner. Hey guys, and we did a contest very similar to this for uh, the New New Japan Cup this past year, and I felt like that was a really good like opener for this, but this is like, this is go time because, you know, a, a block tournament, that's what New Japan is all about. And, you know, if you're if you're going to enter into this thing and you think you really know New Japan, let's see. Let's see how good you are because I, another thing, too, is, like, the, this tournament is wide open for you to win one of these T-shirts because it is so unpredictable. Literally almost anybody could win this thing. Yeah, I, I was trying to work on my bracket today, and I, I was having a hard time. <laughs> Uh, with my, I, I would make a pick and I'd be like, ah, oh, no. Nah. I went back like over and over again. I'm still not done with my bracket. Because you gotta, you gotta book the territory, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is really fun. And if you guys want to get in on the fun, I highly recommend that you send in a bracket. We want to hear from you guys. Worst thing that could happen is you don't win and you don't get a T-shirt. Best thing that happens is, you know, we're gonna get you that knife pervert shirt you've been wanting so bad. <laughs> So yeah, uh, be sure to be sure to uh, participate. You know, this show's dropping. What this is? It's gonna be t- uh, on Tuesday, May fifteenth. May fifteenth. Yeah. So oh, my birthday. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you guys give me a happy birthday uh, present and let us give you the opportunity to get a free shirt, uh, courtesy of keeping a strong style. So let's start previewing this tournament. Uh, as I mentioned, night one. Oh, we're gonna go all in. <laughs> 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 oh man, nice, nice. I know uh, that's why they pay me the big bucks to do this. Uh, I just woke up from a nap, and I'm I'm delirious, and I'm 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 on all like firing on all cylinders. I can't even say that sentence properly, but but, but I, I'm on. I'm wired right now, man. So night one, uh, Friday, May eighteenth, A block action. Um, well, do you want to do you want to go right into the nights, or do you want to? I was kind of thinking like we would discuss the blocks and the participants, and then kind of, you know, do our predictions, and then maybe talk about the matches. Okay, if, if that's good. With yeah, you. yeah, that's fine with me. So I mean, we we kind of discussed last week a little bit about the blocks, but like, let's let's look at this here because I mean. This tournament's freaking stacked, dude. It is. <laughs> so, and I mean, like the the best of the super juniors in the past. You know, this is one of the tournaments that people kind of sleep on because it's not G one. You know, but I feel like with the way that New Japan World is this year, like there's more more people that are tuned into it than ever before. So, this is going to be a more well remembered tournament than say like the last two or three years. But I'm gonna, I gotta say, like top to bottom. And maybe maybe I'm being like a little hyperbole here, but like hyperbole-ish. I don't know, but dude, this I can't remember it ever being this stacked. Yeah, I mean this. I mean not not for a very long time. I mean last year's tournament was awesome, but I mean this could be one of the best tournaments ever. I, yeah, I mean at least in recent memory. I mean, it's if you look at some of the '80s tournaments and '90s tournaments, there's great names and there's great matches. I mean, this has always been, you know, the the juniors division here in, in New Japan always delivers. Um, but like, yeah, dude, like this is just. 
as far as like collections of talent go, but not just that, like the the actual dividing of the blocks, like everything from like a booking perspective, you're like, wow, this is a really, really, really talented group. And I just, I, I'm going to be very surprised. Like there's nobody here that I'm like, oh yeah, it's going to be good except, right. you know, Taichi's in here. <laughs> uh, it's not like that this year. I mean, it's stacked top, top to bottom. I don't, I'm, I can't imagine that anyone's going to have less than like a three or a three and a half star match. Like I just don't see any bad matches happening. Yeah, this is going to be a solid, this is going to be a fun watch. <laughs> so basically we've got the A block. Okay. So, We'll kind of go through. I'm gonna like list them. You give me your th- like overall thoughts, and then we'll uh, talk about the B block here. But uh, so for the for our eight competitors, we have ACH. So ACH, um, he's a guy I've watched in Ring of Honor, and I know now he's been doing a lot of stuff with like Evolve and uh, MLW. Um, there was somebody I watched. He had a great match on MLW recently. I can't remember who he wrestled, but yeah, I was mean, it Riddle. Uh, it wasn't Riddle. It, it might have been Swerve. Um, Shane Strickland. I thought yeah. he did wrestle yeah. Riddle though, but I didn't. I don't know. I haven't watched any MLW yet. I know you've caught some of that. Yeah, so I'm pretty familiar with ACH. I mean, he's a solid worker. I would um, say more than solid. Yeah. Like he's. He like you want to talk about like flips and stuff like that. Like yeah. he's one of the most talented like high flyers. He's a well-rounded guy. He can do a lot of other stuff. But man, like he's dynamic when it comes to the aerial. Yeah, I mean he, he's going to be a guy. I mean, I mean this tournament is made. It's, it's high spot central, and he's going to be one of the guys that's going to be diving all over the place. Um, he, he uses the uh, four fifty as one of his main finishers. I believe he calls it the midnight star. I believe that's correct. Yeah, uh, last year he was the representative. One of the representatives from uh, Ring of Honor. He's no longer affiliated or signed with them currently. Um, so I didn't expect to see him back in this tournament. Um, but when they announced him, I was like very, very, very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I was like, wow. Um, also, he was um, the Tiger Mask. Was it Tiger Mask of Dark? Yeah, he was Tiger Mask Dark. He's also been uh, involved with like the Junior Tag League uh, in the past as well, which we'll get to that. Um I've seen some of his work in New Japan, but I can't say I've seen uh, a ton of ACH. I've seen more ACH like on the Indies and PWG and things like that. Same here. So I like the prospect of getting to see him in this tournament. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm very, very, very excited about this. So uh, ACH and then um, representing uh, LIJ, we got Bushi. Bushi. So, I mean... I don't. I really don't even know how to feel about Bushi. I mean, he's mainly been kind of like doing junior tag stuff with uh, Takahashi, and I mean, we don't. I feel like we don't see him a lot in one-on-one matches. But we just saw him in one. Uh, I actually, I would venture to say that we see him in one-on-one matches more than some other guys. But I, I see what you're saying. Like yeah. we haven't seen him in like a ton of like. You know, junior like great, like great memorable. Junior like, I can't like sit here and be like, think in my head like, oh yeah, this one Bushi match was like phenomenal. No, no, no. I um, mean, he had a title shot last year. If you uh, if you remember, I think it was again maybe it was Kushida. I'm trying to remember, but I think Bushi tends to do like a lot of the juniors some of the guys who don't who are either in the tag uh, lineups or you know the multi-mans like Bushi the guys who don't get a lot of singles matches they tend to 
break out and show what they really have during this tournament. So that's one thing I am excited to see. Um, but I, I know what you're saying. Like, I'm not totally – a lot of people love Bushi. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not in love I, with hey, Bushi. I don't love him. I don't hate him. I mean, for the most part, I mean, he's, an, he's another – You pop for the Bushi Rooney? I, I do. I do pop for the Bushi Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> like, every time it's there, you have to, like, tell me, like, oh, hey, there was the Bushi Rooney. Like, yeah, bro, I know. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess because I'm a Booker T mark and – You're like, Bushi Rooney. <laughs> But, uh, and you know, obviously, like, this is a guy who, like, he is talented. We know that. we And he he can do a lot. But, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, last month, that match with him and uh, uh, Desperado, Desperado. I, I didn't, like, love that match. Yeah. I, a lot of people a lot of people tend to be higher on his tag stuff than I am. And yeah. I think, like, he does well as a member of LIJ, but he's kind of the fall guy. Right. So, and I'm sure that, that kind of being an LIJ surely helps with his with the people who love him because I mean, everybody loves LIJ as a whole well he's got a cool gimmick too you yeah. know what I mean so I mean I feel like that's part like his masks are awesome and people tend to really gravitate towards that especially in Japan you see a, like the Bushi section and stuff right. like that and I, and I do like his uh, his finish the MX top rope uh, code break jumping code breaker I've never been a big code breaker fan to be honest with you it's kind of cool but I don't know like when Jericho first started doing it I thought it was really cool but so many people do it now I'm like there's so many variations of it I'm not like a big code breaker guy mm. I don't know it just feels like they're taking a bump <laughs> serious yeah. think about it bro. yeah I mean they are but I don't know I like the visual of the code breaker I like the eat defeat better that like I can see that visual I yeah. can see their face on the foot and it's getting pulled down yeah. the, the code breaker they're kind of just flopping I'm just like uh, <laughs> it's alright some people like it I don't know I don't know I like, I like it maybe I'm just critical but uh yeah so we got Bushi uh next we have um everybody's favorite flat earther <laughs> former member of the US uh, <laughs> army Flip Gordon yeah was still not booked for all in yeah <laughs> But he is booked for this tournament, the best of the Super Juniors, 25. Yeah, this is a start for him. Hopefully, if maybe he performs well here, maybe he can get in on all in. So, what are your feelings on Flip, man? Because this is probably one of the more, like, diverse of guys. All right, here's the thing. I've become a big Flip Gordon fan. I mean, I mean... Probably like last, I don't even know when I first came, flip came on the radar, but I mean he kind of came out of nowhere. I was like, who was this Flip Gordon guy? I never heard of him until like the whole being the elite thing, and we first saw him in Lakeland. I did not yeah. know who he was. I heard I started seeing him and hearing about him before we went to Lakeland. Yeah, you guys had seen him because you guys were all like, you gotta check this guy out. Yeah, he was Flip, and I was like, that's, <laughs> that's stupid. And you're like, he's a flippy guy, and I was like, that's dumb. That his name is Flip. And he does flips like that's stupid but then but now i get it i'm like yeah flips great yeah so i mean i think you know flip he's gotten better since you know the first time i've seen him this is gonna be a big break for him we've seen flip live several times now and when he's in big matches i mean he goes all out yeah, I mean, we've seen him in several, you know, great matches in Ring of Honor. He's, he's one of these guys that uh, he's kind of like Will Ospreay. He's like all over the place. He's in every indie right now. So, I mean, and this is like his we, – we got to see him on the Ring of Honor. Uh, what were those cards called earlier, like in February when, when they came to Japan? Oh, uh, Honor Rising. Yeah, the Honor Rising. And uh, I, I heard mixed things even then. Some people didn't think he had, like, the best performances, and I thought he was very impressive at the time. I thought, like, those matches were showcases, 
to, to kind of show the Japanese audience what Flip Gordon is capable of doing. Um, so I will say this, though, that her, that match him and Hiromu had at the anniversary show wasn't very good. Yeah, it was just, it was just kind of OK. It was, it was OK, which I was very surprising to me. So um, I think like we still this is going to tell us a lot about what we need to know about Flip Gordon because he hasn't had a lot of like like you said he does deliver but we haven't seen any big big singles matches just yet just various feuds things like that but this is going to be you know the telltale like can this guy perform with the the elite the, the elite, elite. <laughs> <laughs> can he can he perform with the elite juniors of the world and i mean this is the biggest and best junior tournament that's out there yeah so I'm I'm really looking forward to all of Flip's matches and seeing what he's going to do in this tournament. Why do people hate Flip? <laughs> I don't know. Well, remember when we were in, in New Orleans and I mean like he was getting the, like the biggest heel reactions of almost at, anybody at, at the Super Show. At a lot of the shows, what? at the Super Show yeah. specifically, was at, really at the bad. Ring of Honor show, it was like mainly cheers. He was mainly that's true, but he was with the Bucks though. So I don't really but, count that. But even at, like in Lakeland, the first time we saw him, he was pretty. He was getting mostly cheers, pretty over. But for whatever reason, it was that that uh, the WrestleCon Super Show crowd, they I, hated Flip. Well, I don't know. I went to the uh, the Crash, and he got booed at the Crash. And uh, I'm trying to think. There's a couple other shows I went to. Like, yeah, he he was getting booed, man. I was like. Wow, like this is like a hostile crowd. Like, there's people that don't like Flip Gordon. Yeah, I mean, part of it could be the flat Earth thing. I know one guy was like, he works for the effing government. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, maybe that's why. I don't, I don't know. But uh, or maybe it's just like his character. But yeah, I think that this is going to do great things for him. I'm, I'm very, very, very excited to, to, bro, Flip and ACH. You want to talk about the your Osprey and Ricochets? I don't know. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be that good, but like that's gonna be like one of your flipping. Oh, and then him that's and, that's gonna be gift worthy match right there. Him and Osprey, him and Osprey is gonna be nuts. So yeah, yeah. I'm very excited. Um, next we have the newest member of the Bullet Club, uh, Taiji Ishimori, Bone Soldier. Yeah. So. Real excited to see what Taiji is going to do in this tournament. Um, I mean, he's been in New Japan before in the uh, junior tag tournament, I believe. He teamed with ACH. Yeah, he's been there like uh, in various incarnations over the years. Yeah, he was in the uh, the junior tag league, like you mentioned. He's also, I mean, he came from the New Japan Dojo originally before he, he broke off. And, you know, as a like a young boy, he made various appearances. Uh, so, I mean, it, he's not completely unknown or foreign to the New Japan audience. Maybe just, like, the current audience. You know right. what I mean? But this is a guy who's been all over. I mean, he's been to All Japan. He's been to NOAA. He's freelanced. Yeah. Know, he's recently, been, he's been in uh, Impact Wrestling, mm-hmm. part of the X Division. I think that's how a lot more of, like, the U.S. audience even knows who he is right now. I mean, yeah. that's how he kind of came onto my radar. Um, I, I can't say that I've seen a ton of his stuff, but... From everything that I hear, like he's incredible. Yeah, I've I've seen a few um, kind of highlights from some of these X Division matches he's having, and everything I've seen so far has been great. So um, he's getting, you know, they they strapped the rocket on him. He looks like he's getting the big push going into this tournament. Well, just look at it, man. He's jacked, like he's masculine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, he's got the look. Uh, you know, apparently he can. He's a great worker, and they're pu- you know they're putting the Bullet Club logo on them, which you know they don't tend to do that unless they really think that 
you know, that this guy's going to be something. So I think they're planning to do something with him, whether that's win this tournament. I don't know. Uh, we'll get more into it. But I mean, I know night one, he's got Osprey. So, I mean, that's a pretty big sign when you've got, you know, they usually put a big match like that on night one. So right. Yeah. That's a pretty big deal. Um, yeah. So I'm very, very, very like looking. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to Ishimori and seeing how he does with these other guys. Yeah. And then uh, next we have Tiger Mask 4, which Tiger Mask is, you know, he's a former ace of the junior division. Mm -hmm. He's the only guy to ever have won the best of the Super Juniors tournament back to back in 04 and in 05. But that was in 04. In 05. 05. (laughs) He's definitely seen better days. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, most of the time these days you see him in opening matches uh, kicking the crap out of young boys. Mean Tiger Mask. Yeah, Yeah. Mean Tiger Mask. So, I mean, uh, um, but he is a mainstay in this tournament. We see him, you know, pretty consistently. Um, What I mean, what do you what are you thinking? Um, honestly, I would have probably preferred uh, Liger oh. over Tiger Mask oh. here. I absolutely would have preferred. But you Liger know, Liger's Tiger trying to be a man of his word. He said last year was his last best of Super Juniors, and he, he's sticking to that. I'm gonna take a look. Like I don't even know. Like I'm wondering, like how old is Tiger Mask? He's a uh, 47, dude. Wow. Four, yeah. So I mean, um, I would almost prefer them to be like, "Yo, this is gonna be Tiger Mask's last." Uh, Best super genius. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like. I mean, he he's gonna he's gonna try. You know, he's gonna put his best out there. But he's 47. He's definitely past his prime. He's gonna be in there with some of the best juniors today. Um, obviously, he's not gonna be able to keep up with um, the athleticism that these guys are gonna be bringing. You'd be surprised, though. I mean, he does well in these tournaments. And, I mean, I think ultimately what we really – the truth of the matter is we know he's there to take falls. Right, yeah. (laughs) And upset guys because, you know, make make no uh, bones about it. Like, this guy is going to upset some of these people that are in this league. Uh, You know, you think he's a gimme every single night. And then he's going to upset someone like Ishimori or a Will Ospreay. Right. And you'll be surprised when he gets that victory. But he's there to put over the other guys. He still has a, a few Tiger drivers left in him. Yeah. Although, I mean, like, let's not kid ourselves. Like, he's not Sayama or, like, Misawa <laughs> or anything like yeah. that. Um, I'm I'm waiting for Tiger Mask. The next Tiger Mask. Like, <laughs> I, I love Tiger Mask gimmick. I want it to keep going. I don't know who it will be, uh, but I think there's a lot of money to be made if they do a Tiger Mask five. six. Well, actually, they have a five. Believe it or not, he's just not New Japan. Actually, you know who it is? It's uh, uh, Mizawa or... Uh, oh, man. What is his name? He's a he's a freaking MMA fighter. Oh yes. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Manoa man. Manoa. I forget his first name. Yeah, he's a he's a shoot fighter. He got trained with Sayama and Sayama called him Tiger Mask Five. So, but he never dons the gimmick. So, it's got to be Tiger, Tiger Mask, Mask Six, Six at this point. Yeah. But yeah, and then uh, next that brings us to the ace of the division, the current ace, um, the reigning IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. The aerial assassin, Will Ospreay. Yeah, I mean, Will, he's just been on an absolute tear this year. Yeah. This man wants to be um, crowned the best wrestler in the world. 
we saw him over uh, New Orleans weekend, WrestleMania weekend, and even being injured, that guy went 110% and killed himself to put on the best performances. But it's not even just that. It's like in New Japan, he's putting on the best matches of the night. Yeah. I in, mean, he's other like promotions that he's going over to, like Rev Pro and things like that. He's putting on the best matches of the night. And it doesn't matter what opponent they put in front of him, what type of style of wrestling they do. He is putting on the best matches out there in the world today. Yeah. And I mean, he's already won uh, Wrestler of the Month twice uh, for our show. And he's had two matches of the month. I mean, we're only we've only had four months so far this year. And he's already taken half of that. Well, Will was a... Uh was a finalist last year and he lost to Kushida the year before that him and Taguchi um, you know went to the finals he beat Taguchi and both of those matches were actually just excellent so I mean yeah he's a two year finalist so I mean the chances that he'll go to the finals for a third year with the kind of push that they've been giving him they're actually more likely than people are kind of giving credit to I know a lot of people are thinking certain guys in certain blocks they've already got him penciled in I know we do too but you really, really, really cannot discount Will Ospreay if he actually is the ace of the division. Like right, yeah. He's the ace right now. He's a champion. Usually in, you know, these uh, round-robin block tournaments, the champions are usually booked pretty strong throughout. Sometimes they win them, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, it's been, I don't know the last time that happened with Best Super Juniors. I know, like, with G1, though, it's, it's happened, you know, a few times, so... I, you, a lot of people are trying to book and fantasy book and say, hey, you know, this is who Will's gonna face at, uh, you know, this this show and that show. But it's like, what if he wins? Yeah. Then what? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get more into that. But I think Will Osprey is going to be in this block, the star. Oh yeah. Of of all the guys, he's the the one guy that I'm like he's gonna give everybody their best match. He's going to hopefully he doesn't kill himself during this tournament. Like I mean, I could easily see him winning Wrestler of the Month and having Match of the Month again, again. for this month. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the way he's tracking right now, I mean, he's head and shoulders above the rest of the juniors. And I mean, this this tournament is gonna be just another feather in his cap. Speaking of those matches I mentioned earlier, right now this morning the match between him and Taguchi was uploaded and is the current free match of the week with New Japan World so you can find that on YouTube you can also find that on njpwworld.com yeah so i highly recommend it 4 and 3 quarters very very good match that brings us to um, our next participant number 7 in this block yo or as a uh, <laughs> As you like to call him, what, what do you like to call He's him? He's the Marty Janetti. No, you call him Marty Yonetti? Oh, Mar- yeah, Marty Yonetti. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's the Marty Yonetti. Obviously, his partner's show is the Show Michaels. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Yo is definitely not the star of the Rapungi 3K team. Uh, don't get me wrong, he's awesome in the ring. Um, and. You know, he's him and Yo have great tag matches together, but obviously, Show is a standout of that team. Show is, just, yeah, we'll get to Show. Show's, show's a standout. Yo is still very, very good, though. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want anyone to think that we don't think Yo is great. Yeah. Uh, Yo is very, very good. It's just, I do think that of the two, the guy that tends to be the standout, like you said, it, it's Show. Um, 
You know, this isn't Yo's first Best of the Super Juniors, though. Yeah, he has been in it before. Yep, as a young boy. He was in it in 2015, so he has some experience. I think he does not have a single win. <laughs> right, I mean, yeah, young boys, when they get in these tournaments, they're pretty much there, take a lot, take the L's. Yep, but, you know, we're pretty far removed from 2015, and he is a, uh, you know, budgeting star of the junior division, uh, you know, thanks to the success of Rapongi 3K. So I, th- I still think that he's going to be... Um, you know, I don't think I don't see him winning this or being near the top, but I think he'll do well in this tournament, and I see him getting uh, some much-needed wins, and this is going to tell us a lot about what to expect from him as a performer. And then um, finally, our last uh, participant of this block, Yoshinabu Kanemaru. Yeah, so Kanemaru representing Suzuki Goon. And I mean, he's a guy, I, I know he used to be like one of the aces. He was what, ace of uh, Noah? Or yeah, he's the most decorated junior uh, junior competitor in Noah's history. So I mean, he's held the, the their junior tag titles and their junior belt more than like any other uh, wrestler in that, in that company's history. Yeah, and but we really don't get to see much of what he can actually do because these Suzuki Goon matches, Jump from the bell, all this cheating. Uh, I mean, You're still gonna get a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's hard to kind of like what what to expect here. It's like if you haven't seen him have a great match yet, how would you know that he's great aside from just the fact that people have said, said exactly? I do see someone just posted a video of him and Liger back from Noah. It uh, looks to be a, like this was on um, New Japan Reddit, and it looked like it's from like oh five oh six. I didn't watch it, but people say it's really good. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think Kenamaru is going to be another guy there with his cheating tactics. He's going to be, the, uh, I would say, him and Ishimori will be the two big heel foils for most of the guys in this tournament. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see some uh, whiskey to the face with some roll ups. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, kind of giving a recap here. So, ACH, Bushi, Flip Gordon, Ishimori, Tiger Mask, Will Ospreay, Yo, and Kanemaru. Like, bro, come on. (laughs) That's a stacked lineup here. So, yeah, now let's talk about the uh, B block now. Okay. Yeah, so the, the B block, if, and I think I already said this in the last episode, that I'm... Sorry, man. <laughs> uh, personally, I'm more excited about the B block than I am the A block, believe it or not. So, I mean, um, we'll start off with what I would say is like the wildest card of this entire tournament. Um, Chris Sabin. Hail Sabin. Hail Sabin. Hail Sabin. Yeah, I'm really excited about Chris Sabin. I think I mentioned this last week. I mean, Sabin was one of my favorite guys in the X Division in uh, TNA. I was a big Chris Sabin fan. I was so happy when he eventually won the TNA World Title. Uh, I mean, I loved the more machine, more city machine gun run they had with the tag titles. Uh, big Sabin guy, but then he kind of, kind of kind of fizzled out he had two knee injuries i think he had like two acl tears like back to back i think it was like 2012 and 2013 and around that time then he came back to tna for a little bit left and then kind of re-emerged in ring of honor doing the knights of the rising dawn storyline with daniels and kazarian um and then now he's back doing the more to more city machine guns with shelly in ring of honor 
Yeah, so, I mean, what were your thoughts? I mean, because um, we were just... I think we were both just very shocked when the blocks came Yeah, out. I mean, I wasn't expecting Saban at all. I mean, especially, you know, he's in the middle of, you know, teaming with Shelly. I mean, they just came off the ROH tag titles recently. Right. Um, I mean, I thought maybe they were just sticking to tag stuff. I wasn't, like, Saban's just a guy I wouldn't, I wasn't, I mean, he hasn't done any really single stuff in the last couple of years now. You know, in the back of my mind, when they were still hadn't announced anybody, the, the guy that I was kind of thinking could have an outside chance of, like, showing up in this tournament only because they said that there'd be no other luchadors which i was surprised about but um i kind of thought alex shelley had an outside chance to be the guy right so when it was saban instead that was something where i was like really like saban which i'm not i'm not knocking that decision at all and i'm like very pleasantly surprised and i think we'll see something but uh like you said, I, I mean, all I've really seen of Saban in the past years is, you know, tag matches with him and Shelly. And I, I'm not really sure how he's going to fare in this tournament, although I think, obviously, he's a great wrestler, so he's going to do well. Right. Um, would you say that, like, the criticisms about his injuries and him kind of slowing down are valid? I mean, I think... Like I said, like since he's came back from the knee injuries, I feel like it's been mostly tag stuff he's been in. I really haven't seen anything like highlight from him since the, the two knee injuries. Well, like, I've heard people say that because of the injuries, he isn't as quick and uh, as capable of doing the things he did when he was younger. Right. I'm sure we're not getting like 0506 yeah. Saban here. But I think I still think he's gonna try his best, and I mean, even though Saban does a lot of high, did a lot of high flying stuff, he still was kind of like a power guy in the X division, mm-hmm. and so he might rely on more power stuff in this move, yeah, in, in this tournament. Yeah, I don't really know what to expect when it comes to Chris Saban. I, uh, I'm excited to see what he's capable of doing, and this might be one of those things where he rises to the occasion. I mean, like I said, I mean, at one point Chris Saban was one of the most elite juniors out there, and I mean, if if he still hypothetically is, and he might be, I mean, a great worker is a great worker. They don't have to always go out there and do all the aerial stuff to be a great worker. Right. I've seen plenty of guys over the years change their styles. Uh, Muda is an example. Different guys like that where you know they can compensate, but they still can work. And so I'm I'm gonna assume Chris Saban is gonna do well in this tournament. Yeah, and I I think the thing with Shelly and uh, this is kind of stuff I've read and heard that he's kind of want he likes kind of like a reduced schedule now. I think he, I think he's kind of like phasing out of wrestling slowly. I know he's like in school. I forget what exactly he's studying, getting a degree in something. But you know the Ring of Honor schedule is. Um, well, I know he made it to the finals one year. Uh, yeah. I was doing some research. I don't remember which. It was when they were still doing the uh, semis and the finals. Yeah. And, yeah, it was in 20... Oh, my God, 2014. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He withdrew from the tournament after he qualified for the semifinals, and they ended up replacing him with Taichi. So, um, and I think he's had similar issues like that in this tournament, so I don't know. But, I mean, I just figured with his, like, the whole thing with him and the time splitters. Yeah. He's been the guy that's more recently been in New Japan, so I assumed that. I don't know, because I I was trying to think, like, who are they going to bring in for this? And, I mean, there's a lot of guys they could have, but Saban wasn't one of the guys I thought. I thought Shelly might have been. So I'm excited. We'll see what happens with Chris Saban. We'll follow the story. Um, The next guy who I'm still, like, 
Is he going to be in this tournament? They're saying he is, but uh, Dragon Lee. Yeah, so what was that injury? A torn, torn quad or a partially, partially torn quad? A partially quad. torn quad, which I don't know how you only partially tear your quad. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, to me, a quad tear, when I, I'm, I'm not a... Uh, Physician? Yeah, I'm not, uh, like, doc- <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but every time I've seen a guy tear their quad, <laughs> uh, it's like... Not um, not good. <laughs> yeah, like, remember when Vince McMahon tore both, both his quads? <laughs> or uh, the infamous uh, Kevin Nash, where he tore it during that, like, NWO match. Triple H, it, man. Yeah. Triple H tore his quad. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. It's a it's not the most common injury, but we see it in wrestling. Um, over the years, it happened, it's happened a lot. So, I mean, the, when Dragon Lee was running and I saw that video, there was so... I've, actually, I felt so smart because so many people were like, oh, it's his knee, it's his knee. And I was like, no, nah, that's a quad. And the only reason I know is just from watching guys grab their quad and fall over because that's what happens when you tear your quad in wrestling. Yeah. And uh, I was like, he's done. Like, we're not going to see him, but... He, here he is like no no cancellations like apparently he's going to be part of the tournament so I don't know what I'm actually kind of worried about Dragon Lee a little I mean they probably know what they're doing they say it's only a partially torn quad I, I still don't understand how that is a thing like maybe yeah. it's just maybe it was just like a very minor thing and but I mean I don't know they took him out of stretcher man yeah well <laughs> he I couldn't mean, walk out of the ring in Arena Mexico I mean it's been a what been a few weeks been a month maybe since that's happened I don't know maybe like it feels like it was just a couple weeks ago but even still I like are you gonna be able to perform at, like at that level that many times seven nights like back to back to back maybe eight if you go to the well uh, yeah like he's got to wrestle like eight times probably more than that like actually yeah seven singles matches and then if he is performing any other nights like that's a lot dude yeah all the multi-man matches yes I don't know I don't know <laughs> like I'm like yeah wow like so we'll now Dragon Lee getting let's just say he's ready to go okay mm-hmm. he's one of the best high flyers in the world oh yeah he's amazing and for my money he might be the best luchador around today you know and that's really saying something i mean yeah because there are a lot of great luchadors yeah yeah right yeah, yeah so this like dragon lee the the prospects of him being in this tournament there's a lot of guys like he's one of the kind of like how will osprey is the guy over on the other block where i'm like i want to see him wrestle them i want to see him wrestle him 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 and him dragon lee's kind of the same way i'm like oh my god him and desperado him and taka him and hiromu well we know the the history between him and hiromu and every time they're in the ring it's like uh, bro that's the, that's like for me I think it's the match I'm most excited about for the whole tournament again. And I believe that's the main event of the last B-Block night. Really? Yeah. Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's going to be awesome. Yeah, Yeah. so I mean, and we saw them wrestle twice last year. uh, Once when he challenged for the title against uh, Hiromu. I forget. I think it was uh, one of the new beginnings. It must be. I wasn't watching full time then. So when did he kill? When did Hiromu kill Kushida? Uh, oh man, I think it was. I think it was New Beginning. Yeah. I'm just gonna trust my memory because it's <laughs> yeah. usually right. So yeah, uh, they wrestled last year at New Beginning. I mean, they try to kill themselves once again, and then they wrestled last year at, at uh, Best of Super Juniors, and uh, Dragon Lee actually picked up the victory there. And in their full series, Dragon Lee is the one who generally wins the matches between them. Hiromu only has a handful of victories against. Uh, uh, Dragon Lee, even though I think with the gimmick change and his major push in New Japan, that's kind of changed. But still, I mean, 
I just I just cannot wait to see these guys slap each other in the chest and do every crazy high spot that. You oh yeah, do. like this is this is one of those like fight forever. Like <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it is. So yeah, uh, Dragon Lee, I'm excited about that. And then uh, our third entrant into the B block, we have L Desperado. So yeah, Desperado. Despy. Despy. It's almost kind of the same thing with Katamaru. It's like once again. With his matches, it's a lot. Why are you categorizing the uh, Suzuki Gun Junior guys like that? I'm just saying, man. Every time, every match, you know, the, the same thing. Jumping before the bell. You know, if he's gonna be in there with Dragon Lee, he's it's gonna be him trying to rip the mask off. Um, you know, a lot, it's gonna be like a lot of cheating. So it's always hard to judge. Like Desperado. For, I really, I like Desperado. There are a couple of things I do like about Desperado. His finish. That submission hold, it's like... Oh, the, yeah, the Brock lock. The Brock lock with the arm, like, he grabs the arm. I love that move. Uh, I just think it's awesome, like, visual. I also really like his entrance music a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> I just I think it's one of the more underrated entrance, entrance musics out there. And um, I'm very much looking forward to El Desperado being in the tournament. He is a guy that, sh- that did really well in the tournament as far as performance-wise last year. And we even list him as one of our... Uh, most improved of the year last yeah. year because now I think he showed a lot more in 2017 than he has this year. So you're not wrong. I, I I would totally agree with what you're saying. If we hadn't seen him do so well last year, last year, yeah, so. I think yeah, I I didn't catch much of Best of Super Juniors last year, so I didn't see much of Desperados. Bro, role. full disclosure, this is uh, sorry, listeners, we don't mean to break kayfabe, but this will be the first time we have completely watched an entire Best of the Super Juniors tournament. Yeah. And I mean, I said this from episode one. I mean, since keeping a strong style has helped me like watch new. I mean, New Japan's awesome, but you know, there's so much other stuff going on. But I'm dedicated to this show, and I've been watching everything straight from you know opening Young Lion match to the main event every night, every tour. So we're gonna be watching this tournament. You know, this whole tournament. Yeah. I mean, for me, my experience has always been best of Super Juniors. One of those things that I look. Four two for sure, mm-hmm. but I cherry pick the crap out of it. And even then, like it's like in the past, it's always been like, what are the best matches? I'm gonna watch those when I get an opportunity. Right. Most of the time, I end up watching it. You know, sometimes even after the tournaments already happened. But in most cases, I'm like, all right, the finals are coming up now. Let's let's watch these finals because you know it's gonna be just an incredible match. But uh, I'm excited because this will be my first like I. I've sat through the entire tournament. Yeah, and we did this for uh, World Tag League. For World Tag League, and I mean that was in that was great. Yeah, even though it kind of sucked <laughs> because every match means something, and when when you have that built in like meaning behind the matches, it's more than just like you know a random matchup between Hiromu and Desperado. You know, it's this is gonna be every match means point. Every match, there's something at stake in every match. So yeah, I'm very excited. I think El Desperado will kind of I think him and Kanemaru will be will do similarly in this tournament. I don't <laughs> I don't see him being like a finalist or anything, but I don't know. You could be he might surprise us. I mean yeah I, I could see him finishing like middle middle of the pack, maybe like eight points or something. Taichi used to do well in these tournaments, man. Yeah. And I mean he's a Suzuki Goon Jr. guy and I mean 
they kind of don't have a, a Suzuki Goon Jr. like ace. ace right now. Right. So, I mean, if there was anyone who fit that mold right now for me, it's Desperado. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I much more prefer watching his matches than Kanemaru's. So. Uh, yeah, I definitely have to agree with you there. So, uh, we got Desperado. Um, coming in at number four. We have the ticking time bomb and resident psycho of LIJ, <laughs> Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah, I mean. So, did you see the stuff on Twitter with Hiromu about this tournament? No. Oh my god, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so Hiromu on tw- you gotta go on Twitter, bro. You have to follow him on Twitter. Like I, I do, but I guess I guess I guess I missed that. I'm not even on Twitter, and I know about <laughs> it. That's how great it is. Like if I hear about it, then you know it's great because I'm not even <laughs> on that crap. But yeah, he was freaking out on Twitter about trying to figure out what block he was gonna be in, and he just kept like posting the weird stuff about just upset obsessing about which block he was gonna be in just like losing his freaking mind and then when he finally found out he was in the b like the b uh block the b block he started posting these weird like photos of like him as a b so like it's <laughs> like it's three versions of him like one where he's standing up straight and then the other ones where he's curved and, and he's making he, he says that he has become the physical embodiment of b <laughs> i gotta see if i can <laughs> Jeremy's like, what? I, like, Jeremy's literally looking it up as we speak. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Hopefully it's one of those things that's, like, not better because, like, I didn't put it over too much. Like, it's better than what I'm actually saying. Like, yeah. you're going to see it and you're going to be like, oh, that kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, trying to find his uh, Twitter account. He's right there. Herman Takashi. No, that's just the name. That's oh. a couple of posers. Anyway, so, yeah. I mean... Let's let's talk about Hiromu while you're you're looking that up. So Hiromu Takahashi, for most fans, I would say is the odds-on favorite to be like the top guy of B Block. Yeah, I mean he's you know just briefly looking over some of the entries we've got in. Um, Hiromu's uh, a high favorite to be in the B in the in the tournament finals. Really? Yeah. I haven't looked at any of the entries for that for our contest yet because I don't want to be swayed by the. The public opinion. You found him, the time bomb? Yeah. Let's see if I can find this. There <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. That's pretty funny, right? Yeah, so if you're not following Hiromu, his Twitter account is at timebomb1105. Oh, it's great. Great stuff. So... Hiromu is also him and him and Dragon Lee are two of the guys where I'm just like, oh my goodness, I cannot wait to see. I cannot wait to see every like Hiro. I want Hiromu to like rampage through this freaking tournament because I love Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah, like, I think I think he's gonna have a an incredible showing in this tournament. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Like last year. He, he was awesome, but he had the title strapped him at the time, and he really hadn't been suffering any defeats. So, you know, last year he pretty much ran the gamut and beat everybody except for he lost to Dragon Lee, he lost to Ricochet, and lost to Osprey, which I, I felt like at the time the whole idea was to set up future title defenses down the road. Mm-hmm. But then he ended up dropping the belt at Dominion to... Kushida? Yeah. Yeah. But in that same tournament, I mean, he beat Jushin Liger, he beat Marty Skrull, he beat Taichi, he beat Taka. So he kind of beat, like, most of the guys that were, like, you would kind of perceive not being on his level necessarily at the time. But the guys that were around his level, like Dragon Lee, Ricochet, and Will Ospreay, were guys he lost to. However, 
Ricochet and Dragon Lee were both avenging earlier defeats from the year, you know? Right. And then Will Ospreay, I don't think him and Will Ospreay had wrestled yet either, so... This is very, very... I think it's going to be very, very interesting this year because he doesn't have the title, and I... I just see him running through this field of competitors. I, I just really do. And I think he's going to have incredible yeah, matches along I mean, the way. They, they've really kind of cooled him off since, like, Wrestle Kingdom. He's kind of, you know, been doing this um, junior tag title feud with Suzuki Goon. Well, he had that excellent match with Osprey. Right. Well, after that, I mean, he's been kind of cooled off as far as single stuff. So this is a great opportunity to heat him back up. I think everyone's kind of in that boat. I mean, that's just the general booking direction that New Japan has. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, This is, bro, like, this is that time of the year. Like, May is when New Japan really, like, ramped. Remember earlier how we talked about someone had posted that, like, you know, New Japan really hasn't been great, you know, up until Dantaku? I'm like, do you ever, do you watch New Japan? Like, this is, like, the general way that their, like, year goes. Like, you know, Wrestle Kingdom's their high point. They have peppered in big shows up until May, but nothing, you know what I mean? Like, that's how it is. And then May comes around, you get Best Super Juniors, then we get Dominion. Then we go into the G1. And like... And then it's like... Yeah, it's, it's all it's yeah. on, bro. So I'm like, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. This is how every year is. like, And it's been a fantastic year. So this is one of my favorite times of the year, bro. Like, it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best of Super Juniors. We'll get to it later. But Sekimoto is going to be in New Japan. Like, yeah, I, yeah. So I'm it's, excited. It's going to be a great month. Hiromu is Hiromu's that dude, bro. Yeah, he is. He's that dude, and um, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of his. So I'm talking from a huge bias here, <laughs> but I, I think he's gonna be the guy in this in this bracket. Although there's several guys that could. I mean, if he doesn't win, I I won't be totally surprised. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, what are your thoughts on Hiromu? Because I'm going on and on. I mean, I love Hiromu. I mean, I think he's awesome. Um, I'm expecting, you know amazing matches out of him in this tournament and like I said he's a heavy favorite to be in a, a B block finalist and overall tournament tournament finalist and I mean I could I could definitely see that happening then he put the belt on <laughs> <laughs> and have him beat everybody no <laughs> um but yeah I mean I'm excited for Hiromu I mean I've become a big fan of his work since I've been watching New Japan more um he's definitely one of the standout guys in this junior division so the next entrant if you want to talk about a guy that hypothetically could be the one who wins this bracket you can never discount the time splitter Kushida yeah the junior ace the former junior ace I don't know what his current status is but, uh, <laughs> the time splitter yeah the time splitter so we got Kushida coming in at number five and I mean bro again just another dude like another like this is the like I had a lot of people talk about how great a block is gonna be and maybe like from a booking standpoint they might produce great like magic in the ring but on paper, this is the B block. The B is block stacked. is so freaking stacked, and I mean both of them are. But look at this, bro! Like Saban, Lee, Desperado, Takahashi, Kushida. Like holy crap! And there, we haven't even got through all of them. But I mean, dude, Kushida and Takahashi. Every time they're in the ring together, it's freaking magic. Kush, actually, just I think Kushida might be like top to bottom the best guy in this in this bracket as far as in ring. Yeah. And I feel like, from what I've been seeing and hearing, I feel like Kushida could be one of the kind of underrated guys going into this tournament. People are kind of sleeping on him, but I think he's going to do very well. And I mean, 
Um, this is a guy that's been in a lot of these finals and has won it before. I mean, bro, people didn't think he was going to win last year. He won it last year. He had that incredible uh, finale in 2015, him and Kyle O'Reilly. He was in the finals in 2014 with Ricochet. Um, you know, that's why I'm like, you really can't count Kushida out. Right. Because out of the last four years, he's been in the finals three times. Right. I mean, this wouldn't surprise me if he winds up in the finals again this year. With the way that New Japan books, it really won't be a shock to me at all if he ends up in the finals. Like, it just won't. I, I mean, like, at the same time, I don't know if that's the way you should go. I mean, I'm not Gato or anything like that, but I mean... A lot of people are sleeping on Kushida. I felt like people slept on Kushida last year, too, a bit. Right. But at least last year he had that arc where he'd been defeated those two times by uh, by Hiromu, and he had to kind of redeem himself, and that's what led to his, you know, his, uh, you know, title shot at Dominion. But this year, I wouldn't say you necessarily have that. But at this, it, I don't know, man. Do you think he's going heavyweight? <laughs> we, I mean, just, we keep talking about yeah, it. Yeah, there's but, been lots of talk about that. But he's talked about it. He's talked about it. A lot of other scorchers have talked about it. I mean, I could definitely see it happening. I mean, this could maybe be his last best of Super Juniors, and he goes up to heavy after this. I mean, anything's possible, but... Regardless if he's going heavy, I still think he's going to do very well in this tournament. Mark my words, if Kushida's not in the finals, he's going to be one of the guys that when we when you go into the last night, the question will still be there, is he going to win it? Yeah. So Kushida's going to be right in the mix. Um I'm 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 so looking forward to this tournament. Like the more I talk about it, like I'm just like I'm getting amped. Like, like yeah yeah yeah. And uh, you want to throw some more fire to this flame, dude? Marty freaking Skrull, the villain. Yeah, the freaking villain. So you got Marty Skrull coming into this tournament also. I mean, bro, Kushida, former IWGP champion. Marty Skrull, former IWGP champion. Hiromu, former IWGP champion. We've got you know one other still left to go, but I mean that's. Like holy crap! This is like the the who's who of the yeah, junior division. Yeah, it's like the former champion block. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, so I think did Marty make his uh, debut last year? He was definitely in the tournament. He was in the A block last year, and I think that might have been his. I think wasn't that his first tournament? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. So this is his second year in the tournament. Uh, he did. He had a really great accounting of himself. I think last year was like his kind of like, are we going to sign this dude? And then he did so well that they're like, yeah, yeah, we got to. He ended up with eight points in the A block, which there was like five guys that ended up with, <laughs> with eight points last year. So, I mean, it was a really, really close tournament, you know, last year. But Marty, Marty's going to be one of those guys, man. Like, people are kind of sleeping on Marty's girl. Yeah. Now, I know that he just, you know, he lost a Ring of Honor championship title match this year. He also lost a junior title match here in New Japan. But he's the current six-man tag champions with the yeah. Young Bucks. And he's still the number one contender for the Ring of Honor title. He's getting another title shot. Yeah, and that's another thing that I feel like people haven't really taken into consideration. Is like a lot of people think he might be taking that belt off of uh, Dalton Castle. And there's a lot of things that lead, you know, kind of indicate that. We'll get more into the news with Dalton Castle. But uh, if Marty, like, when is that happening? The, the world title match at Castle? When is that? That's at Best in the World? I believe it. I want to say it's at Best in the World. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe that's when that title I'm kind of like, 
wondering is this tournament gonna t- well this tournament's only in a few days so yeah it's got to happen before then yeah but yeah i was kind of thinking i was like well what if he's champion before <laughs> no know? best best in the world is in like june 23rd something like that gotcha gotcha so it'll happen after this tournament's over even still like Mar- bro marty's one of the best talents that's out there and we don't get it, we don't get to see enough of Marty can do everything. Like he's hilarious when he's doing comedy. Mm-hmm. He looks like a freaking killer and vicious when he's like when he turns it on and he looks like a psycho. He's a great technical wrestler. He can do high spots. Like he's awesome, bro. Yeah, we're gonna get a lot of broken fingers in this tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm excited. I mean, what are your thoughts? Like, what do you think of with Marty? I mean, I've become, grown to become a big Marty fan. I've got we've got to see him live a few times this year. And I mean, the guy's a star. I mean, his music hits and the crowd goes wild. He gets the crowd in the palm of his hand. Um, love his spots, you know, the super kick, just kidding spot, <laughs> uh, the finger break spot. I mean, he, this guy's a star. Um, you know, I wanted to see him win the Ring of Honor title at Supercard. I'm surprised he's even in this tournament. He's trying to go heavyweight now. Right. I mean, his, his goal <laughs> in life is to body slam uh, Bad Luck Fale. The whole, the whole book club's becoming body guys. You know? <laughs> I guess he, he needs to lift a few more weights to get to uh, Matt and Nick's level. But yeah, I I'm I'm just looking at this and I'm just like, holy crap, this freaking tournament. And then uh, coming in at number seven, we've got the coach Ryusuke Taguchi. Yeah, and Taguchi. I bl- this is gonna be another guy that uh, people sleep on just because Taguchi is so goofy and majority of stuff he does throughout the year is kind of like comedy matches and him, you know, trying to like lead this uh, team of Seki Gun uh, members. But when Taguchi's in these tournaments, he really turns it on and has some great matches. Yeah, so I mean, Taguchi, like all year long, we we wait for like serious Taguchi, and then when he gets into the tournament, it's I mean, like he still does comedy and stuff, but he does he just he does awesome in these tournaments. Yeah, like I'm sure his match with Skrull, that's probably <laughs> gonna be a, com- a pretty funny comedy match. Yeah, I mean, I I would imagine. Um, I. I feel like Yo has does some funny, like pretty funny comedy stuff. So I feel like they might do some good stuff together. But I mean, dude, he had eight points going into the the finals last year. He didn't make the finals, but you know, going into the last night, he made the he made the finals in uh, 2015 or I'm sorry, 2016. He went off against uh, Will Ospreay. Um, the year before that, he had 10 points. Uh, the year before that, he was in the semifinals against Ricochet. He didn't make it to the finals, but like, yeah, bro, people sleep on Taguchi. But if history tells us anything, this is a guy who knows how to win in these tournaments. Uh, he actually won the best of the Super Juniors in 2012. He beat Loki in the finals. So he's a former winner. He was in the finals the year before that against Kotobushi. So like, what what is the trend here? What am I saying? He is in the finals or semifinals every year. 2011. Kota, him and Kota Ibushi, he was in the semifinals. Like, how many years has this guy, like, been making these... Bro, 20, 2008, he was in the semifinals. Like, <laughs> dude, like, I'm just looking... 2007, he was in the semifinals. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. So, like... So, yeah, Taguchi is a star in this when, he, when it comes to this Best of Super Juniors tournament. And I think people, especially, like, newer fans who are just getting... Uh, into New Japan into this product they see Taguchi now and just see like the comedy goof guy that just hitting everybody with his ass but you look back to this tournament well, that's a hip attack <laughs> 
you look back at the history of this tournament, you see this guy, he he comes and performs. You're going to get top. Bro, for 10 years. Like, for 10 years, this has been his tournament. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy. So, don't sleep on Taguchi when you're filling out your brackets for the, for the contest. Bro, like, now I'm like, I got to go through this and see how many years. Like, one, two, uh, three, four. Holy crap. Okay, he didn't make it in 2013, but still. Uh, five. God. Six. So, yeah, out of the last 10 years, six of the last 10 years, he's either made it to the finals or the semifinals, and he never, like, doesn't end up in one of the top blocks. So, yeah, yeah if you're filling out your brackets and history tells you anything, uh, you might want to consider giving him at least, like, eight or nine points. Like, yeah. he's going to get that. Yeah, he's going to be a guy that's going to be towards the top, yeah. believe it or not. Like, so... And you, you got to think, you're like, oh, well, you know, Marty and Kushida and Hiromu, you know, and Dragon Lee are all in this. And I'm like, eh, well, Taguchi's in this too, man. And he's a winner. Yeah. He, win, he wins tournament. Like, you know, he's only won the tournament once, but he gets, he knows how he to get to close. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's going to be, and he always does well in this tournament. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's eye opening. That is enlightening. Yeah, definitely gonna make me look over my brackets again. <laughs> yeah, I think I just had a premonition. <laughs> uh, so then that brings us to our final entrant, uh, Show Michaels. Yes, Show Michaels. Uh, show. Yes, um, for you guys that are still trying to figure out the different show is the one with the gold tights and the, and the black blonde. trim, <laughs> the blonde hair. Um, I mean, this guy is incredible. Dude, uh, I love Show. Show comes in. He's freaking spearing dudes. He's freaking uh, deadlift Germans. Yeah, he's doing deadlift Germans. He freaking hit Asuka in the face with the... The iron claw. Yeah, the iron finger or whatever it is, yeah. which I hate. So I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, go Show. <laughs> show, show, like, to me, Show's like the future of this division. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see him being like a future ace of this division once uh, the whole Rapungi 3K stuff is done. And he's still kind of filling out, and I'm like, he might be a heavyweight, like, sooner or later. Yeah. He's, get, he's, like, he's Jack. Yeah, yeah, he's a big dude. So, yeah, I think Show's gonna... Now, I will say, like, if Show is in the other bracket i might be able to say like i think show's gonna do really 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 well and trust me he's gonna get wins but i don't know man like dude taguchi squirrel kushida takahashi dragon lee like dude how do you think he's gonna do in this tournament i don't know i mean uh, i know there's a lot of people thinking because he's mainly a tag guy right now that he's probably not gonna pick up uh, many wins here. I think he's gonna pick up wins. I, I I know, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, you know, finishing closer to the top of this bracket. I mean, three or four wins like puts you at six or eight. Yeah, and there's only seven matches. Yeah, so I mean, you gotta figure. I don't see him winning more than that. You know what I mean? Right. I don't see him going past four, three or four victories. Just personally, I mean, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I could see him at eight points, but I feel like some people are thinking he's going to be like at the lower end of maybe like two or four, maybe not even zero. I don't don't think they really. I mean, it's very rare that they do that, and when they do, there's a storyline reason for it. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to do that to show. I don't think they're going to really do that to 
anybody in this tournament. I'd right. be very surprised. I feel especially this block, you're going to have a lot of guys with eight points. Tiger Mask is the one guy that I think is going to drop like falls to guys like pretty the consistently. Most, yeah. Uh, out of both blocks. But other than that, I'm just like, dude, this every like I don't I don't see anybody that I think is just going to go undefeated in the tournament or just run through everybody that way. You know what I mean? Like right. I just I could be wrong, but I'd be very surprised if you got to be a man <laughs> to to pick up like 14 points in this tournament, man, yeah. because I mean, dude, those seven the seven dudes that are in front of you, that's that's such a lineup in either block. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, um what are like we'll we'll go through some of the matches here, but I mean like let's talk so we've kind of gone through all the guys. A block, what are like your predictions? Where do you see this kind of shaking out? I know we we don't have our official brackets right. yet, but I mean what are you thinking here? So I think in the A block we're def I'm leaning towards um Taiji Ishimori winning the A block. Why? Well, he just came in uh, they gave him this big bone soldier push. He had weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of uh, promo videos hyping his debut. He, I was thinking it was going to be the real bone soldier. <laughs> I was a little disappointed. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> he, uh, he jumps the champion his first night in. He member of Bullet Club first night in. Uh, I mean, clearly they're strapping the rock to this guy and he's getting a push. Um, and he's a new star, and I feel like one one New Japan brings in somebody new, and they're a new star. They go all the way. I mean, this year, look at um, Zack Saber Jr. in yeah. the New Japan Cup. I mean, there were going- that was one of those things where we we look back at Zack Saber Jr. and it's like we should have freaking known. Yeah, they gave him a mouthpiece. They had like uh, Taka cutting promos for him in the middle of the ring, talking about just tap out. Yeah, and it was should have it should have been this light, light bulb. Yeah, like a neon sign, like like saber. Like duh, they're pushing the dude. Do you not see it? Yeah, and like but we didn't see it. Like we did not know that came from out of nowhere for us. Yeah. So you know he's getting this big push. Mm-hmm. Clearly he's gonna be. He's going to be a player. One of the player. He's going to be a top guy in this A block. But I'm leaning towards him overall winning the A block. I'm with you. I think not only do I think Taiji Ishimori is winning the A block, I'm still of the opinion that he's the most likely candidate to win the entire tournament. Same here. I mean, attacking Osprey the first night, the main event of night one, he's facing Osprey. He's more than likely going to win that match. And he's going to probably beat a lot of these top guys um, in his, in this A block here. Um, so let's say this. Okay, I think we're both of the opinion. We think he's going to win for, for – and I'm I, I agree with you. For all the reasons that you listed, I think that that – kind of is the key indicator that I think we're building towards a match with him and Osprey after the, you know, possibly a Dominion. But let's say this. What if Will Osprey wins this block? That that would be my backup choice. Uh, that would be my second choice. Definitely Will Ospreay. I mean, he's the champion. He's the ace. He's been out this year to prove that he's a top junior. Um, he's been able to prove he's the best wrestler in the world, having uh, phenomenal match after phenomenal match. 
Uh, I could see him winning, especially because Rey Mysterio is scheduled to be at Dominion. His opponent is not announced. Uh, Will Ospreay was teased as one of the guys that Ray wants to wrestle in New Japan. Right. So you could, because usually the uh, winner of this tournament will face a champion at Dominion. So if Will Ospreay, the champion, wins, there's no challenger, which then you could set up him versus Ray Mysterio for the title. I will say this. There's no announcement about what's going to happen at Long Beach yet because we're waiting on Dominion. I do. I think we're going to see Rey Mysterio in San Francisco. Oh, of course. And I think that it's also a very likely scenario that we end up getting Will Ospreay versus Rey Mysterio in um, in the Cow Palace. Right. So with that being said, I kind of think that maybe they go with one of those other teased feuds. Like, for instance, Marty Skrull. Mm-hmm. Remember at Long Beach when Marty Skrull came in and stole the mask? Yeah. I think they could be setting up a match at Dominion between those two guys and give uh, Marty something to do, a big high-profile match. Yeah. I mean, or, I mean, they, there's always the, the Liger match that they couldn't do. Or the Liger match. And I, that that's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just because... I like Liger and Mysterio, and I just want to see him run it. <laughs> That's just me, personally. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. They've got a built-in story either way. They can go any with, with any one of those three guys. Um, do you think we could see a scenario where the A block winner does not win the tournament, and then that opens up? Like, for instance, I think we're both thinking, like, Ishimori or Osprey are the two guys that could potentially win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But have you given the the consideration that maybe no, no one from A Block is actually winning and they're just going to the finals? In that case, if you were just going to book someone to go to the finals but not win, is there anyone else that you could realistically see making it to the finals? Or is it for you, is it two-man race, just Osprey and Ishimori? I think it's just Osprey, Ishimori, you know, ACH. He's not a full-time guy. Can't see him going to the finals. They do book part-timers, though, to, to go to the finals of these tournaments. They do it. They've done I, it a lot in the past. I don't know. I still, I still can't see him going. Uh, Bushi, again, can't see him. Flip, I love you. You're my boy. But I can't see him going to the finals either. Uh, Yo, I can't see it. Uh, Kanemaru, I can't see it either. So, yeah, Tiger Mask, definitely can't see it. So, uh, so I think that's kind of why we say that the the B block is so stacked because we'll get to it in a moment. But there's a lot of guys that you're like, yeah, they can make it to the finals or even maybe win. Whereas as talented as the A block is, and don't get me wrong, they're talented. And we're going to see like banger matches out of that tournament. There's only two guys that we're realistically like, yeah, I think they're going to go. And now we could be totally wrong. Dude, yeah, I mean. We've been wrong about so tough, much crap Yeah, in the I past. mean, we're not like the end all, be all prediction gurus. Yes, here. we are. Don't, don't, don't discredit <laughs> us. Yes, we are. No, but for real, like, this is such an unpredictable tournament. I mean, if, if Flip Gordon ends up in the finals, I'm just going to be like, all right, I guess we were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, like, Will Ospreay and Ishimori are the two guys that I think we we see factoring into the future of the the division out of the A block. So that's why it makes the most sense for either one of them to go to the finals. And I think I think it's going to be Ishimori. Yeah. I think Ishimori winning this thing is just like last year when uh, when I kind of called uh, Lij going to the finals and winning the tournament. Like on paper, it just you don't know how you're going to get there, but it just that seems like that's going to be the winner. Makes, yeah, it makes sense. I think Ishimori just makes the most sense. Um, now, now, from the B block, um, it's tough right now. 
I'm leaning towards uh, Takahashi making it to the B Block Finals. Actually, before we get, I think we we let's fo- just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where do you see these guys kind of falling as in the A Block as far as points? Then let me ask you that. So I, I think the top four guys in this block, it'll it'll be Takahashi. No, no, no. I'm sorry. A block. Cause oh, even, I'm sorry. We didn't so, even oh, that. what? Oh, like the point wise? Yeah. Like where do you see everyone kind of falling? Well, I think uh, Osprey and Ishimori obviously will be the top two, and then from there, uh, maybe probably in the middle you're gonna have like. Bushi, ACH, Flip, and then towards the end, towards like the lower half of the turn, you'll have like Yo, Yo Kanamaru, and Tiger Mask at the bottom of the, the uh, standings. I don't think you're totally off base. I think that some th- a variation of that. I I do think that they tend to give a lot of guys equal points to keep it competitive going mm-hmm. into the end. But I, I think I just kind of really want to ask that to see what your personal opinion is on guys because I think that's your ranking of where you see them in the pecking order. <laughs> you're like uh, Tiger Mask at the bottom, then yeah. Kanemaru, then Yo, yeah, and then you're like, and then I see Flip, ACH, and Bushi. Some <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's pretty funny. But yeah, no, I think you're I don't think you're far off actually. I think that we could I think that's a very realistic expectation of how they might all end up as far as points go. And yeah, I'm right there with you. I think Osprey and uh Ishimori will be at the top. Um it I'm very um we might even have a better idea of this once we finish our brackets and take a look at all the nights, but yeah, you might be right. So with the B block. Yeah, so I was saying with B block, uh, I'm leaning towards Takahashi making it to the B block finals. Oh, I'm so torn. Like but, that, that but, was my knee jerk reaction. Like yeah. like I, immediately once the box came out, I just looked at him and I was like, "All right, it's going to be Takahashi and Ishimori." Yeah. But then like I started just thinking more about it and I was like, "Yeah." Taguchi's in that block. Kushida's in Dude, that block. Skrull's in that block. They what if they run back Osprey and Kushida? They could. I don't think they will. Yeah. But they could. Um Although the thing is, if Osprey makes it to the, here's my thing: if Osprey makes it to the finals, Osprey, in my opinion, and I could be wrong here. I think he needs to win. Yeah, and if he faces Kushida again, he's probably not going to beat Kushida again. Who Osprey? Yeah, I just don't think it makes sense to have him go to the finals <laughs> and then lose, unless I guess if you're really wanting to set up a future title shot for a, another guy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm also operating under the assumption that he's going to lose to Ishimori on night one. That's just, I just I think that's a lock in my mind. Same here. So, with that being said, it's like, okay, you've got Ishimori down the line. And then if he were to win, and then he – like, he has to win the tournament at that point because – like whoever he loses to is getting a title shot at Dominion and it kind of puts Ishimori out in the cold. So I just I wouldn't book it that way. It doesn't make sense to me. If you if you're gonna put Will Ospreay in the finals, then just go all the way with Will Ospreay and have him have him go over. Yeah. That's the way I see it. So um although I, I don't think we're gonna see Will I think like we're trying to speculate all the options, but I don't think Will Ospreay is going to the finals. I think I think Ishimori I think they'll him and Ishimori will probably finish with the same points and the tiebreaker will be that Ishimori beat him on night one and that will be that. Yeah. That's what I think. That's my prediction for how the A block will play out. The B block though, 
I am so freaking torn on this, dude. Dude, it's... I mean, there's something else that we haven't really been taking into account is the fact of draws. I mean, there could be draws yeah. with these matches, and you get you get one point for a draw. I mean... Well, every match is 30-minute time limit. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, and, I, you know, if you're listening and you're kind of wondering what we're even talking about, you know, so the way that uh, Best of Super Juniors works, we probably should have, like, started off and, like, told people, but, you know, it's a, it's a round-robin tournament, so there's eight guys in each block, and they all wrestle each other one time, and so essentially each guy will wrestle seven matches against the other competitors, and you get two points for a victory... One point if it goes to a draw, and then if you lose, you get zero points. Do you get? Does anything happen if it's a count out or a DQ? I think you still get two points. Two points if you if you're the, on the better end of that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So uh, and then at the end of it all, um, whoever has the most points in your block advances to the finals to face the winner of the other block. And in the event of a tie, they go back and look at the records and uh, see how you did against the guy that you you're tied with. And that generally will be the tiebreaker. So, right. um, and then if you end up with a mul- like a multiple way tie, then they have to f- actually do a match tiebreaker, but it's been years since they've actually booked it that way. Although it's not unheard of. So with that being the case, um, Man, I think in this block, because of how many... I could see, like, Ishimori. I think it'll be competitive in A block, but I think Ishimori and Will Ospreay will finish with the most points above everybody else. Maybe they'll be in, like, the 10 to 12 region. Yeah. Where in this one, I think you're going to see a bunch of guys with eight points. Yes, yeah. I could definitely see the majority of this block having eight. No one is... Even though I was like, I'd love to see Takahashi run rampant through this. Like, he's taking losses. Kushida's taking losses. So is Skrull. So is Taguchi. So everyone's taking losses. Like, uh, what? At four wins, you get eight points. I think whoever wins this is going to finish with eight eight or nine points max. That's my call. I could see the winner getting 10. Nope. Five wins? Holy <laughs> crap, dude. I don't I mean, you might be right, but like let's just say okay, let's say it's Takahashi. Yeah. Okay. Um Well, I mean, I could see if he lost to Kushida and Marty Skrull and then beat everybody else. Yeah, I mean, I could see Takahashi beating Sabin, Dragon yeah. Lee, Desperado. He's not beating Dragon Lee. He might, but yeah. he I don't know, it's Dragon Lee, bro. That's really like silly. <laughs> Uh, you know what? You could be right. Let's just say you could be right. But ultimately, I'm gonna say that we're gonna end up with like um, mostly an eight way, an eight way tie yeah. for the most part. And I think, I think like uh, that's that's just how I see it. I think it's gonna be very, 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 very close going into, into the finals. And I don't think we're saying anything that's that much different. Like you're talking about one more match than I am, basically. Yeah. But I mean. Who could win this? Like, who who do you realistically... Let's just say... Let's pencil it in. We think Ishimori is going to the finals. Mm-hmm. Who do you realistically see going... Who do you not think... Who do you think could not make it? Uh, so, I'm going to rule out my boy, Chris Saban. I don't think he's going to make it. No uh, Desperado. No Despy. No show. No show. Probably not Dragon Lee. Yeah. Okay, so that leaves us with, like... Takahashi, Kushida, Skrull, and Taguchi, who are all former champions. Yeah. And uh, Skrull's never been to the finals, but and neither is Takahashi, but Taguchi and Kushida are both former winners of this tournament. <sighs> Man. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is stressful. Um, you kind of think they all could... You could see them all going, could Yeah. You? 
But I mean, I don't know. Some, my gut is still, for some whatever reason, leading towards Takahashi. I feel, bro, bro my gut. I, I like I've been saying Takahashi this whole time. And my gut is starting to go. Kushida. Yeah, bro. Like it's just that Kushida typically does very, very well in these tournaments. He mm-hmm. he won it last year, mm-hmm. and he was in the finals not the year before that, but you know two year the uh, back in twenty fifteen. So I'm like, out of the last three year, out of the last four years, he's been in the finals three times. Yeah, and I mean, if and if he if he goes to the finals, I mean, let's say he wins. That sets up another Kushida Osprey match, and that would be what their third match this year. I don't think he's gonna or, win. I don't think whoever wins B Block is winning. I'm just like I'm firmly of the opinion that Ishimori is winning. Yeah, like, same here. I'm just throwing that scenario out there. I think the two most likely guys to win the whole entire tournament are Will Osprey and Ishimori. Yeah, I don't think that. Anyone which, in, is, which is crazy because the B block is so stacked. This is just my opinion. Yeah, I could be wrong. I don't think anyone in B block is winning the whole tournament. Yeah, well, I mean, I have the same thought too. I mean, I think. Yeah, like I don't know, just on from a booking perspective. But if there was someone who could maybe win win it, um, I don't think he's going to win the block. But Marty Scroll could win because they've kind of they've kind of teased the whole thing with. Uh, him and Kushida again, or I'm sorry, him and Will Ospreay again. Mm-hmm. They kind of tease that back at Long Beach, and I mean, they could go that way, you know, maybe. But uh, I don't think Kushida's winning the tournament. I don't think Takahashi is, and I don't think Taguchi is. I just think those are guys who are likely to make it to the finals. Same thing with Skrull. And even then, even if he made it to the finals, I would say I'd only give him like a 15% chance of really realistically winning the whole thing. Um, Bro, you know what? I think I'm gonna flip flop here. I'm, I'm gonna. I haven't finished my bracket yet, but I think I'm booking Ishimori and Kushida. Here's why. Vision. All right, <laughs> lay, lay, lay it on us. Here's man. the vision. So, yes, it would make uh, it would be great match to see Ishimori and Takahashi in the finals, and I think that that would be awesome. But you know, Ishimori essentially is gonna be this like junior heel that I think is gonna. Um, I don't know if he's going to beat uh, Will Ospreay for the title, but in order to really build him up as as an uh, incredible challenger and really credible, would beating Takahashi do something for him? Absolutely it would, but Takahashi's kind of like this, you know, this crazy, like, time bomb sort of character, and I feel like you don't want to damage that guy by ha- having him take a loss in the final to Ishimori just to have Ishimori probably lose to Will Ospreay a month later. Mm-hmm. But with Kushida, Kushida's the guy who like it has been the ace and he I think he's a better foil. I think he is the better foil for Ishimori. I think there's a match to be had between Ishimori and Kushida down the road. Yeah. Not now. This isn't where you do it. I think maybe, and I'm just, I don't know. It's just coming to me like Kushida because of his history as being like the junior ace and being like this, uh, you know, kind of like he's, he's like their Tanahashi almost for that division, having him like make it to the finals. Everyone's going to believe it. And then have him lose to Ishimori. It's kind of like what you said with Zach, how Zack Sabre Jr. And, and Tanahashi made it to the finals. Like that was the perfect guy for Zack Sabre to beat, to go in. 
I kind of think this is the perfect... I think Kushida is the perfect guy for Ishimori to beat in the finals. And that match would be probably phenomenal as well. So, yep. I'm going... I'm going. That, that's a strong case for uh, Kushida. You made some great points there. I don't know. I'm going to be stressing out over my bracket until Friday. So. Well, well, <laughs> well, tell us what your thoughts are with Kushida and him. With Kushida and Ishimori. And Ishimori yeah. I mean, uh, you made a great point there. I, I do think that um, Kushida... Is kind of a good foil for him. I mean, he's a baby face. Ishimori is clearly a heel. Um, it would be a great uh, match dynamic. Obviously, a phenomenal matchup. So, I mean, that I could see that uh, scenario happening. But I mean, there's so many. There's so many scenarios, scenarios that could so happen. Got, but ultimately, I guess what we're saying is we think Takahashi, Kushida, Skrull, and Taguchi are like your most likely guys. Mm-hmm. They'll 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 be at the top. And then I think you'll have, like, what, show Dragon Lee, Despy, and Sabin all kind of trailing them just slightly. Yeah. Kind of playing, like, the upsetters and that sort of thing. Yeah. Man, so this is exciting. So um, I think that pretty much does it for, for like, our overarching, like, review. But let's talk about some of these nights. Uh, what I thought would be, like, kind of cool is just to go night by night. We don't have to give a rundown of every single match. but. Yeah. Let's look at each night and kind of say what match you think is going to be is like what you're looking forward to most from, you know, from each night. So we'll start off with night one, which is going to be May Friday, May 18th. We're coming up. We're like three days away, four days away. So, yeah. So. Oh, it's easy for me. Yeah. The match of the night is definitely going to be Will Ospreay versus Taiji Ishimori, which is the main event of this night. Yep, I I would definitely definitely agree with that. I think that has the most storyline implications. Um, it's also the match that I'm just like, wow, like yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Um, looking at night two, night two, um, the main event once again. Yeah, the main event. Takahashi, they're starting it off with a banger. Yeah, Takahashi against Marty Skrull. Yeah, that, I mean that, that's a big match. May twentieth. Let's take a look here. Um, yeah, for me, it's going to be – I feel like we're going to just run into this trend the whole time. Uh, Will Ospreay and ACH in the main event. Oh, like. my gosh. <laughs> Dude, I, I can already <laughs> picture the GIFs retweeting that day. So that's May 20th. That looks awesome. May 22nd, what are you thinking there? Hold on. Pull, I'm pulling it up here. You got to be quick. You got to be quicker than that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, May 22nd. Um you know what? I actually think the uh, semi-main semi. yep. Kushida and Skrull. I'm actually surprised that's not the main event this night. I'm right there with you, too. I mean, I think a lot of people would probably look at this and think Takahashi and Desperado. And I will say this. That matchup is probably the best of the whole uh, junior tag like feud that they've had going between LIJ and Suzuki-gun. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, I, I'm excited for that match. But you're right. Kushida and Marty Skrull is going to be freaking off the charts. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for that. That takes us to the next night, which is what, May 24th? Yeah, this one, I'm also leaning towards a semi-main with Flip Gordon against uh, Taiji. Yep, I agree. I agree. I think that that's going to be the, the best match of that night. Um, that brings us to May 25th. Man, so many good matchups. Yeah. Oh my God, bro. Easy. Oh yeah. Dra- Easily. Yeah. Dragon Lee and Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah. And at this point, so far in the tournament, that's by f- that's my most anticipated match right now. 
Yeah, I mean, we their history. I thought I mean, you said they were fighting on the last. I, I I got confused. I'm sorry. That changes some of my predictions. <laughs> You're trying to screw me up. <laughs> I'm trying to win the t-shirt, brother. Um, the next night. Uh, this is the night that I'm least excited about so far. Yeah. This uh, is what con- night is this? May 25th, or I'm sorry, May 26th. But yeah. It should still be pretty good. But with that being said, um, uh, I'm gonna go ACH versus Yo. I was thinking that actually. Yep, I was thinking the same thing. Dude, we <laughs> we're like the same person sometimes. This is dumb. <laughs> That's why I said like we need to get different hosts. So May twenty yeah. seventh, I'm looking right now, and um, for me, it's gonna be Kushida and, and oh show. show yeah Kushida and Show Michaels yeah. I mean Taguchi and Hiromu looks great, but I really think Kushida and Show is gonna be awesome. And that brings us to May 29th. Yeah, so May 29th for me. Um, uh, this is a kind of another weird night. Uh, I'm leaning towards uh, Flip Gordon and Yo. Not me. You know what match I think is going to be good that night? Hmm. Tiger Mask and Taiji Ishimori. Like, that's like of all the guys that I think it's going to be interesting to see Tiger Mask wrestle. Wrestle, uh, wrestle. It's Taiji, and yeah, I think that for me, that's kind of more interesting than Flip and Yo or Osprey and Ken. Yeah, f- by far for me, that first match will be the most interesting. I think. Um, that brings us to May thirtieth. Uh, May thirtieth. Um, I think. Ooh. Dragon Lee and Marty Skrull. Yeah, Dragon Lee and Marty Skrull. Once again, I'm surprised that's not the main event this night. Yeah, although don't sleep on uh, Chris Saban and Hiromu Takahashi oh, that yeah. night. Actually, this has like a a shot to be one of those like ma- like one of those shows that you kind of don't expect much from. But look at the lineup, dude! Like this Saban Takahashi Kushida Desperado and Taguchi show all in the same, and then Dragon Lee and Marty Skrull. Yeah, yeah, bro, that's gonna be an awesome night. Um, May thirty first. I'm looking at uh, ACH against Ishimori. Yep. Yeah, I think that match is going to be really, really good. Um, that brings us to June second. So we're this is basically where we're at the A Block Finals. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh man, it's easy. It's yeah. Kushida and Dragon. Yeah, the main event of the night. Yeah. Yeah, Kushida and Dragon Lee. Also, that leads me to speculate that there's a good chance that if Kushida and Dragon Lee are in the main events, one of those two guys more than likely is going to be like towards the top like and it's going to play into uh whether or not they make it into the finals i mean it's kind of cheating but you can look at the a block finals and see where everyone's positioned on the card and get a pretty strong uh you know feeling and opinion about what's going to happen here and i think like i think i'm right bro i think kushida's winning this thing he's in the finals i think he's going to win the win the match with Dragon Lee and go into the finals on June 4th. Well, actually, that's not the last night of A-Block. Yes, it is. No, there's A-Block matches on uh, June 3rd. No, B-Block. No, bro. June 3rd, there's five A-Block and five B-Block matches. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) So let's let's back up here. So, okay, so we've got... A block matches on June 2nd and then May 31st. We got what? B block? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. June 2nd's B block. Oh, that's what I meant. I messed up. I apologize. I was talking about B block, but you're saying that they're both basically. There's A block and B block matches on, on uh, June 3rd. June 3rd. Okay. Let's take a look at that. 
So, oh wow. Okay, so this night is freaking stacked. So, wow, June yeah. 3rd is a big night. Yeah, main event is show and scurl. Uh, wow, this is a hard one to, to kind of call. Basically. I don't know. I think for the match of the night might be Kushida and Takahashi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Um, that's the one that just right when you look off paper that kind of sticks. Uh, I don't know, bro. Flip Gordon and Will Ospreay's on the same night. Yeah. Whew. Man, June third is stacked. And that June third is the A block and B block finals. Okay, okay. Sorry about that, listeners. Oh, I do make mistakes. <laughs> Actually, bro, like sometimes when I listen back, it's really embarrassing how many mistakes I make on this show. I'm like, <laughs> man, like I'll, I'll be calling people the wrong names. Like it's crazy, but um, yeah, I agree with you. I think on the last night. You really want to look out for Kushida and uh, Takahashi. I also think Flip and Will Ospreay is going to be great that night. But again, you know, you're talking about looking at the match struck, the card structure. It's very interesting that Skrull is in the main event in the final night. That's true. But also, it's like Kushida and Hiromu are going head to head on the last night. Mm-hmm. They, they, those are two of the guys that we think are kind of like going to be point leaders. So maybe that's an indication of what's supposed to happen. With the A block, you've got. Ishimori against Yo, and then Osprey against Flip. So I don't know, man. Maybe our, maybe we're totally off on all this stuff. It's kind of crazy. But uh, the last two nights are actually in Corkin, which is kind of crazy because they don't usually do the finals of Best of the Super Juniors in Corkin. Like in the past, it's always been – I forget the name of the city, but it's never been Corkin. Hmm. So, yeah, that's different. <laughs> That'll be interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Corkin's obviously a great uh, venue, although they've run it a lot this year. Yeah, they have, yeah. Like, a lot, a lot. Like, they need to... But, hey, they're, they're still drawing. Are they? Think about how many low houses we've seen this year in, in Corkin. I know, but I think for, like, the decent cards, they've... I think they are I think they run it too much. That's yeah. just my opinion. I think they need to run some, some other places, but... That is going to wrap it up for our, our coverage of Best of Super Juniors. Would yeah. you say so? Yeah. We're going to go into questions, and I know there were some Best of the Super Junior questions. We might have kind of answered them just going through this preview. I had a question for you. I just had something I thought about. What's up? Well, we'll get to the questions now. Okay. All right. So starting with the Reddit questions, um, Reddit user Deep underscore fry underscore doom asks who do you guys think is the dark horse of this year's best of the super junior and what best of the super junior matches of the past would you recommend someone new to the product like me watch thanks so let's start with a question let's start with (laughs) let's start with the first part of his question he so who do we think is the dark horse in this year's tournament um so we've said our favorites. We we know we've said that Osprey and Ishimori are kind of our favorites. But who would be like the dark horse guy that could win it? What you, obviously have be probably somebody from B Block, right? Yeah, I would say like as a dark horse winner of the whole thing, it's going to be someone from B Block. For me, it's like Kushida or maybe uh, Marty Skrull. That's just my, I, like, gut. I would, yeah, I would say Marty Skrull, for me, is the dark horse. You could also go Hiromu. I don't think Hiromu's winning this thing. I think Hiromu has the best chance of winning B-Block, but I don't really see him winning the whole tournament. I just, I don't know. I don't see them doing that at Dominion again mm-hmm. when they already did that at New Beginning. 
Right. But uh, Kushida could be a, a dark horse. I think Marty Scroll could be a dark horse. But I'm I'm pretty set that I think it's going to be Ishimori or Osprey. Yeah. All right. Second part of his question. So what uh, best of Super Juniors matches from the past? Oof, man. I mean, there's, bro, there's so many. Like, well, I would say definitely you want to check out both Will Ospreay and um, Will Ospreay versus Ricochet matches, the one from last year and the one from the year prior to that. Also, um, drag just last year alone, Dragon Lee against... Uh, Dragon Lee, Dragon Lee against Hiromu Takahashi was just freaking awesome. Will Ospreay against Kushida might be the greatest uh, tournament finals of all time. That happened last year. That was a five-star match, so you want to check that out. Um, looking back, I mean, even just in 2016, the finals of the tournament between Taguchi and Osprey were incredible. Um, dude, you have to check out Kyle Riley against Kushida from the finals uh, in 2015. Five star match. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly is a guy that I def- I miss in this junior division, bro. I yeah, I freaking love Kyle O'Reilly. Like I'm, it's one of the only things that like I'll tune into NXT for is to <laughs> see like, uh, what are they called? The Undisputed Era. Oh, bro. Oh, dude, I love dude. Their Twitter stuff has been hilarious. <laughs> They're such douchebags, but it's great. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, dude. Like, I would definitely, definitely, definitely check out Kyle O'Reilly against Kushida. Also. The final, any almost any of the finals are going to be great. Kushida against Ricochet in 2014 would blow; it'll blow your mind. It's just an awesome, awesome, awesome match. Oh man, there's so many, dude. Like, yeah, I could probably keep going, but I would say from recent, like from recent years, like those are the ones that really stick out in my memory. Um, any for you, Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, I really haven't watch the majority of the tournament but definitely like the ricochet will osprey matches or stuff i've seen i would definitely recommend watching that stuff um i mean just go back um el- okay i'll go back a little bit further jushin thunder liger against el samurai from 1992 it's one of the greatest junior matches in history do yourself a favor in fact i think it might be like the best um Either that or um, Benoit, and uh, I know that it's not from the best of the Super Juniors, but from the Super J Cup, Benoit against um, freaking, we just saw uh, Great Sasuke. Oh, yeah. From 1994 from the Super J Cup. And in spirit, it's kind of related to this tournament. I would say check that out. But uh, El Samurai against Jushin Thunder Liger from 1992 might even be better. Than that match. Yeah. I mean, if you if you have the time, I mean, just go back and watch like all of the tournament finals. Yeah, Jushin Thunder Liger against Black Tiger in 1996. That that final is just incredible, dude. All the the 90s freaking juniors like Koji Kenamoto, El Samurai, Shinjiro Otani. You got Liger. You got Eddie. You got Dr. Wagner. You got. Chris Jericho, you got Benoit. Yeah, I mean, like they had a stacked division back then. Yeah, so I mean, um, 
Yeah, the junior the juniors are just freaking awesome. I'm actually in the middle of a nineteen. I'm I'm in the middle of a re, uh, reviewing project where I'm starting back from nineteen seventy two, uh, and kind of working my way up through a lot of the co- content that exists out there, so I can kind of get a feeling for, you know, what's going on out there. And I'm just about to get to the point where Fujinami comes on the scene. Yeah, and the junior the junior like division gets sparked with the WWF title. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, uh, if we're throwing junior suggestions out there, I will say this. You can't go wrong with uh, Fujinami against Dynamite Kid from 1980. Was well, that the match you showed me the other night? Did I show you No, you showed No, you showed me Dynamite in uh, Tiger Mask? Yeah, the, Dino, the Dynamite Kid Tiger Mask series yeah. is just incredible. All their matches, but they're, especially their, their work from 82 and 83. Like, oh my God. And you know what? It's one of those things now. It's very fashionable for people to talk about how the work rates, like it was all just flashy stuff, no psychology, but they're like the most revolutionary matches in history. And people are like, oh, three stars. I'm like, dude, that Dynamite Tiger match, I know it's not, I know it's not their best match, but dude, some of the stuff they're doing, man, you could, that, that was like stuff you see nowadays. Bro, they're in the garden and in 1982 and, uh, Tiger Mask does a, he does a freaking moonsault. <laughs> like who's doing moonsaults in 1982? Right. Oh my god. So yeah, I'm I'm obviously I'm a big junior mark. I freaking love this stuff. Like I love the Naoki Sano versus uh, Liger feud from '89 and 1990. Like oh my god, <laughs> like just incredible stuff. So yeah. All right. Next question. I could just go on a tangent. All day. <laughs> we could just like start a retro show. Just start talking about '90s juniors. Like. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, next question from Reddit user. There was five of them. He says, "Who?" What? You- <laughs> <laughs> okay. He says, uh, "Who do you think is going to dethrone Okada and when?" Well, we've had this question before, and I think we've kind of tiptoed around it, where we're like, "Well, we don't really know." Uh, uh, for me, I think you've been saying Kenny. Yeah, I think it's going to be Kenny, and it's going to be at Dominion. And I've been saying that I kind of thought ultimately it would be, uh, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Ibushi? No. Remember I said Ibushi was a guy I think they should go with? Yeah. But Naito has always been the guy that I thought was ultimately going to lift the belt. But now I'm like, yeah, they're probably going to do Kenny. <laughs> like, it's not it's not the like sexiest answer or anything, but it's like all the cards are in place. Like, the stage is set. He, he already broke the record. Um, you know, for for title defenses. So at this point, his next title defense could be his last, and I'd be very surprised if he beats Kenny Omega at Dominion two years in a row. Yeah, remember last year? The whole reason we thought that Kenny Omega was going to win was because we thought he's going to carry the title into Long Beach. Yeah. Well, now they've got a, a way bigger venue, a way bigger rematch. It just makes the most sense. Like I think Kenny's winning that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think that there's much speculation now. I will say this. If Kenny Omega does not beat him, then they need to put the belt on Naito. And we'll talk about theories later, but there is a chance Kenny might not win. Hmm. Interesting. All right. uh, Next question from K9 The God. He says, been getting into your podcast a lot recently. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks for listening. He says, but with Bucks recently being called up to heavyweight action, which other juniors do you possibly see being uh, brought up to the heavyweight division? Uh, like nobody. <laughs> they like well, never do it. But right, I mean, there's a couple guys that have been kind of bounced around. Obviously, Kushida has been a name that's been bounced around, and I could see him 
I think I think I think they've done everything they can do with Kushida, and it, it is time to try something different and bring him up to there. And he's that good. Yeah, and, uh, I agree. I think he needs to be that. But at the same time, it's like, dude, how many years did people talk about like the Young Bucks wrestling, you know, heavyweight tag? And I don't even think people were like they need to go to heavyweight. It was more just like combine the just bit. combine them, just let them wrestle. Yeah. But like, how how long did it take? Like yeah. Years, and yeah. years and years and years and years. Uh, like they don't do it very often. Right. I mean, uh, Takahashi is another guy that's talked about going heavyweight, and I could I could see Takahashi going heavyweight also. I would love Hiromu to be a heavyweight. I would love it. Yeah. So those are but the, outside, to me those are the two main guys. Out, outside of those two, I can't see anybody. I mean, you didn't mention Show putting on some size. Not yet, though. Not not, not anytime soon. No. But I mean, no, I think it's way down the ways for yeah. him. Like, but uh, I don't like you know he's got the frame for it. I think that's yeah. that's my whole thing. I yeah. think he does. All right. So the next these next questions are going to be mainly for you because they went old school. <laughs> So this is from uh, Reddit user Jushin. Bro, you know who Jushin is? That's a uh, that's from um, from the Super J cast. That's a uh, Damon McDonald. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. What's up, Damon? Damon McDonald throwing in a question for for us. Okay. Well, this is gonna be for you because <laughs> we've mentioned before I'm not the historian on this team. So his first question, he says, what was more impactful to the future success or lack of success for New Japan? Ricky Chosu jumping ship to go to All Japan or Akira Maeda shoot kick on Choshu? Oh, man, I love this. (laughs) (laughs) So do you know the backstory on this? No. Okay, so... Well, I think you've talked to me about the Choshu stuff. Yeah, here, let me see this. I just want to turn this over. So, what was more impactful to the future of the success or lack of success for New Japan? Um, Or Kira made a shoot kicking Choshu. Wow. Okay, so, you know, Choshu essentially ended up leaving, um, I want to say in 80... If it wasn't 84, it was like 85, and he ended up... um, he had uh, he had his own group. Um, I forget the name of his of his group, but basically it was like the Choshu Army, and they had run like an invasion angle essentially at one point, and then they left, and they went to all Japan, and at the same time they started uh, their own like organization. They did I show you that match where it was him and. Um, or maybe it was Rich. One of one of you guys. I think you showed it to me and Rich. Yeah, I, yeah. I showed you guys the match where it was him versus. Um, oh my God! I what I forget names when I'm on the spot while we're on the air. Not Jumbo, but um. Oh my God! I don't know, but freaking yeah. So they they jumped over to all Japan for a few years, which. Uh, Bro, like Ricky Choshu was just such an incredible, like such a huge star. Like he was like Stone Cold Steve Austin for in New Japan, like. It was incredible, and then when when he went to All Japan, it blew business up for for All Japan, and like it was actually like pretty detrimental to New Japan for a few years, and then eventually he ended, he ended up coming back. Whereas uh, when he came back later on, Akira Maeda ended up um, shoot kicking <laughs> Choshu in the face and breaking his orbital bone during a six man tag, which led to I believe the second formation of UWFI. Or, or, you know, newborn UWF. I could be wrong on that. They might, but I think it was the second time that they, it might have been the first or it might have been the second. But in either case, it sparked, you know, a bunch of the guys leaving and forming the UWF. So, um, 
man, what was more impactful for the future success of New Japan? I would say, like, for the future success of New Japan or lack of success. Well, that I mean, business definitely, definitely, definitely went down when Ricky Choshu jumped ship. Like, that was a huge, huge hit for them. And then when he came back, like, he, you know, he became their booker. And, I mean, he, he like, brought, he, like, you know, brought them back. So, and then Akira Maeda basically took the shoot guys out of new japan for a while until they ended up coming back in the mid 90s and those are like two of the most important (laughs) things that ever happened i i'm I'm gonna have to say for me ricky choshu just because his overall like um impact i I mean i know he wants to boil this down to the moment and it sounds like you know it's been a i went on a big 80s kick like two years ago so i'm like trying to remember the exact dates on all this but uh Man, that's a great question. <laughs> no, it really is. Like, it's a great. Qu- and then, obviously, a ki- here's the thing: in the in the long run of of the world of wrestling, Akira Maeda shoot kicking Ricky Choshu is the more impactful moment by far. Because without that, you don't get UWF, and without that, you don't get rings, and without that, you don't get like MMA. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't get like everything else that happened afterwards and how it all affected wrestling in Japan and UFC and wrestling, like, you know what I mean? Like the whole industry, like that is such that, that is a moment in time that like ha- it's the butterfly effect. But in terms of new Japan directly, I think that you have to go with Ricky Choshu. Like, I, yeah, I answer yeah. the question. It's Ricky Choshu, Ricky Choshu jumping to all Japan plus everything else that Ricky Choshu brought to the table and then coming back. Like, yeah, that was the more impactful moment in the, in the long, like in the long term, like story of things. So great question. Oh my God. All right. So his next question, he says, take one guy from the eighties and one guy from the nineties. Who fits like a glove with the current New Japan product? Oh my God, that is that's a question. Who fits like a glove right now from the? <sighs> well, I mean, um, I think if you look back to the '90s, I mean, I think a, a lot of the junior guys. Yeah, were, I was gonna say that. That's what I would, I would say. Like to me, it's like in the '90s. Like, I mean, it, Liger. Yeah, I mean, he's still going today, but yeah, I mean... No, he still is, but I'm saying... But peak Liger, yeah. If you brought Liger, like 1992 Liger, and you put him in the junior division, he would do incredible. And I mean, I know uh, we're not... This name's not supposed to be mentioned, but, you know, Chris Benoit, I mean... I mean, yeah, Benoit can could have wrestled in any era and still done very, very well. Um, if I had to take a guy from the 90s, though, that would be my first pick would be... It'd be, um, you know, who else would do well? Probably is um, Mudo. Mudo would probably probably do really really well right now. I would say. Um, I don't know about other guys like Hase. I don't know about. Yeah, I mean, there's there's only so many. I would love to see Hashimoto nowadays, but that's more like a, a dream sort of scenario. I don't know if he would fit in with the current uh, crop of what's going on, although. You know, if if you saw, you, I mean, if he was in that never division with going against guys like Minoru Suzuki and Goto and yeah, my God, <laughs> from the eighties, like I don't know why, and I could be totally wrong about this, but I feel like the one guy who, man, the eighties is tough, but the one guy who I feel like could fit in and just and still do well is like Fujinami. 
um, just based off of his work alone. Like, um, although like his matches could be laborious, I feel like he could actually fit into this, like into this, into the mold of what's going on now and adapt. What, what about Choshu? Choshu's another guy, uh, but I don't know. I mean, Choshu is so charismatic, and he could have gotten over and almost. I mean, you could. Bro, I've always said like if you would have seen him like in the states in the in the like in the eighties in the territories like he would have been a legend like for real. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I don't know if his high spurt wrestling would like translate to today's times. Although a lot of what modern wrestling is is based off of his contributions. Man, that's tough. In the eighties though, at the same time, I mean that junior division, bro. Stack, yeah. That junior division in the eighties, there's there's certain guys that probably could have fit in now nowadays, but um, I mean it definitely wasn't what it you know the junior division in the eighties wasn't it what it is now. That's a tough question. Yeah. I would say for me, if I got to take one guy in the nineties, it's Liger. He fits like a glove in the eighties. The I don't know if I don't know if anybody in the eighties fits like a glove, but I would probably put Fujinami in there. I could be wrong. But that'd be me. Yeah. Hey, Damon, tell us tell us what you think. Yeah, I, like I want to I want to know <laughs> I want to know who you think. That's a great question. Though. Yeah. These are and both really good questions. One last question from Mr. McDonald here. He says, "If you could buy one piece of New Japan memorabilia, what would you buy? Cash is unlimited." Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really. I'm not a big memorabilia guy, but I mean, the first thing that popped into my mind would be like trying to buy one of those tro- tournament trophies. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I, you know, the first thing that popped in my mind is like I would just buy it. I'd buy a New Japan ring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I keep it. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny about? That? I don't know. <laughs> what are we gonna do for? What are you gonna do for rings? If if there was one thing I could buy, I don't know. What's memorabilia? I mean, you could buy anything. Anything, bro. The first item. Ring gear, titles, trophies. Part of me is like. Part of me wants to be like. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like one of Hashimoto's like headbands. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. Like I love the original IWGP, the the round belt, the one that Hogan first wore. And then the one that they used in the early eight, like in the yeah, in the mid to late eighties. I love that belt. Like if I could get, even if it was just a replica, but yeah, man, I don't know. That'd be me. What about you? Yeah, I think a tournament trophy. Any one of them. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I would want one of those. Yeah, tournament trophy would be cool. That's funny. We were talking about this the other day. Like what? Like you know? Like- yeah, I had a question because I've been watching all these, uh, you know, New Japan seventies matches, and dude, Inoki. Like every time Inoki's in a big match and he wins, they bring out like two or three trophies, and I'm like, where is this dude keeping all these life, like human sized trophies? Like, right? Does he have like, like a room in his house that's just got like twenty? Like, do the trophies? De- <laughs> I think that they just are reusing the same trophies every single freaking time. There's no, there, or like, what about like when Andre wins or a trophy like or Flair, Flair, yeah. Where are they? Yeah, are they taking? They're not flying that back to the U.S. Can you imagine the shipping? <laughs> <laughs> like that's ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah. So I yeah, I don't want to buy like one of those tournament, those trophies, and just have it like in Strong Style Studios, just like chilling. That would be really cool. Maybe like some, I don't know. Yeah, that's a great question. Man, really, really good question. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Damon. Ugh. All right. Tough ones, too. Those are like some of the toughest questions we had. Yeah. So uh, last Reddit question from Mr. ACP. 
He says, excluding Omega, what seems a given at some point, who do you think will be the next guy to win the IWGP title for his first time? Wait. So, excluding Omega, who do you think will be the next guy to win the IWGP title for the first, first time, time ever? Man, I don't know. Um... I, I literally don't know. Maybe Ibushi? Yeah, I mean, that's the only guy I could think about, really, right now. Like, who's in the title picture that has not won? I'll, I'll throw a name out there. Hmm. Someone I think is going to m- maybe carry the title in the future that's never carried it is Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, that's a potential guy, yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Mark it down. Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> Show's over, folks. Just tap out. Yeah, yeah, probably Zach at some point. I bet with the kind of push they've given him, I I think he could carry the belt, and I think uh, half the fan base would like just like freaking blow their load, and half the fan base <laughs> would like want to shoot like yeah. blow their brains out. All right. Uh, next, his second question. He says, which coming. Which upcoming match and best of Super Juniors are you most looking forward to? So we kind of went over that, but out of Dra- Dragon Lee and, and Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah, I think that's the top. Anytime, match. anytime that there's junior matches and it's Dragon Lee and Hiromu Takahashi, that's going to be my answer. Period. <laughs> Period. That's it. <laughs> uh, and then last question. What about for you? Uh, I mean the that the Takahashi. Um, Dragon League match is definitely one of them. Um, that's from the B block. From A block, uh, probably Osprey and Ishimori. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, his last question, he says, why do you think CEO, uh, New, the CEO of New Japan show in Daytona is flying under the radar? I've really not heard much promotion for the event at all, especially from New Japan. Being on the Southeast Coast myself, I'm stoked to have a chance to finally see some New Japan live. It's just strange that there doesn't seem to be more hype around it. I think I first heard about heard about the event on your podcast. So listen, Mr. ACP, we will be at the Long Beach show. Not Long Beach, just oh da- my, da- oh <laughs> Daytona. My, this is the kind of crap that I'm talking about where I say the wrong stuff. Like, <laughs> my God. <sighs> we need a producer. We need one back. But uh, Mr. ACP, we were, we're going to be at that show. So yeah, drop so, us a link. Yeah, you know? we want to meet you. Um, we'll go out. We'll go out and, hit and paint paint Daytona red. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's we, not a it's not a canon show. Yeah, we've talked about this New Japan CEO show for several weeks on keeping it strong style, and we've also mentioned how it's kind of like nobody's talking about it. Like Meltzer has barely mentioned it. A lot of sites are not really talking about it. Well, and, it's not a, it's not canon, right. so that's why. Like. It's not going to be aired anywhere. You're not going to see it on New Japan World. Um, none of the matches that are going to happen are going to play into any storylines. There probably won't even be a title match, and if there is, it's not going to. There won't be a title change. So that's why it's a it's it's a produce show, kind of like uh, like the Takataichi Mania earlier in the year. It, hey, if you have the opportunity to go, you should go. We're we're going. Yeah. And hopefully it draws. I don't know. They're in an eight thousand seat building, but I don't think it's going to. I mean. We'll get an all in, but I mean, getting tickets for this was nothing like all in. It was easy. Yeah, like, we got tickets like that. I yeah, mean, we got good tickets too. Yeah, so for cheap. Um, so I mean, it's an opportunity, but I mean, it's not a canon show. So I don't think that. Plus, like, it's small and regional. So I mean, Kenny Omega is really, from what I understand, is really the one pushing for it, and also the one kind of backing it and right. things like that. So the New Japan name is tied to it. I don't even know if when we get there, we're gonna see a New Japan ring. 
I mean, the roster for the show is stacked. Right, but I don't know if we're going to see, like, a New Japan production where, like, when we get there, we're going to see the blue mat with the white outline. I don't even know if that's... I mean, if you think about it, when they went to Australia, they didn't have that. Right, yeah, I mean, we have no idea what... We don't really know, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a New Japan show in name and in talent, but it's not like it's going to be a New Japan world, unless maybe it will be. Who knows? But from from, from right now, it's it's probably not going to be. All right, moving on to the Facebook questions. Did anyone else ask us any uh, other uh, best of Super Junior questions? Um, yes, there's two more. Okay, we'll then keep. We'll just keep. We'll keep it going. Yeah. Uh, you want me to ask those questions first? No. All right. All right. So first Facebook question comes from our buddy Jordan Fox Jordan from the World Class Podcast. Yeah, they're blowing up right now. Yeah, he's host. Uh, one of our guys, Rance Morris from the Outsiders Edge, is his what, co-host. What up, Rance? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, dude, Jordan Fox is doing big stuff now. Like, he's yeah. a commentator for which promotion is he working with? Um, the um, oh man, it's slipping my the name of the promotion, slipping my. But yeah, right he's now. like he's like actually doing commentating and everything, right? Like, yeah, he's doing commentating. Interviews. I mean, that promotion's like the main sponsor for his podcast. He had uh, Chavo Guerrero on the podcast a few weeks ago. Yes, I mean, yeah, Jordan. Jordan, yeah, check out. Congratulations, yeah, man. Yeah, I know. He's like on, the, I think, the Chair Shot Network. He's doing a lot of stuff, man. Um, so he asked, do you think Naito versus Jericho has the potential to be a six-star classic? No. no i do not think that it has the potential in fact like i'm kind of over the whole six star thing and we'll get to that later we'll talk about it but uh not really uh although i'm very 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 excited for that match uh what do you think jeremy yeah i don't think it's gonna be six stars um i mean it's gonna be a very very good match but i don't think it's gonna get to that level where Meltzer would throw the extra star at it yeah, I mean, plus it's going to be the semi-main event. It's going they would have to do so much to to get to that level not being in the main main event spot, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I think it's going to be great and I'm expecting a great match. So I, you know, and also it's a blood feud and you know me, I like juice. <laughs> Uh, next question comes from our buddy Simon Cotton. There's a lot of work for Sports Kita. Also, he's he a write for the Sportster too. Yeah, no? I write for the Sportster. He used to write for Social Suplex. He co- Simon, you need to come back to work for us. <laughs> Social Suplex blowing up, baby. He uh, also he's a co-host of the What You Mean podcast that happens occasionally here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. And if you are part of our wrestling group on Facebook, the Wrestling Squared Circle, you can hear him uh, go off on the WWE product, <laughs> cut cut crazy belligerent promos, <laughs> and how terrible how terribly booked that promotion is. So yeah, yeah. so which I find very 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 funny. And I I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, them. Simon's hilarious. Uh, so he asked, "Is this Kenny Omega's time?" I think we pretty much answered that. Like I don't yeah. know. Like I kind of don't know. Do you, do you want to give your speculations on it? So, I, I I don't know. Personally, for me, like I think this is a time to put the belt on Kenny. Um, he's one of the top wrestlers in New Japan, one of the top wrestlers in the world, and he has not held that IWGP title yet. I really think to cement his legacy in New Japan, he needs to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I think Dominion is the perfect stage to do it. Okada's already broken the record. They've gone out of their way to make this match no time limit, so it's not going to be a draw like last year. Two out of three it's falls. two out of three falls. Like, 
this is a time. Like, you can still have Okada. Obviously, Okada's probably going to get one fall. You can still have Okada get a fall on him. And then... So, I mean, here's the thing with, with that match. So, they, um, you know, Omega and Okada are both off of the uh, War of the Worlds tour that just happened, and they're not going to be involved with Best of the Super Juniors tour at all. So they're giving them a pretty lengthy break before Dominion even starts. And I assume it's going to be so that they can prepare and train for this match because, I mean, you if you're going to do a long match like that, you have to get prepared. I remember listening to Brian Alvarez talk about the one time he wrestled an hour and he like literally was like, <laughs> doing cardio and stuff like that. And if you remember like in 1996, the, the Iron Man, like Sean and Brett were like yeah. doing all those training, the yeah. training videos. But the funny thing was like Brett's doing, or Sean's doing all this awesome stuff. And then like Brett's just like in the pool. Swimming in like, <laughs> the, like the pool in the dungeon. He's just swimming in the dungeon. Like, <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. But yeah. So, I mean, um, Kenny actually just posted some training videos with him and Ibushi and here's here's the thing I do think Kenny's probably going to win mainly and we'll cover it more later but mainly because of the fact that Long Beach Long or not Long Beach uh, the Cow Palace show is coming up and I think it makes a lot of sense for him to just like last year I thought it made a lot of sense for him to go into the uh, championship but I'm also like, I'm like, oh, New Japan. They got everybody else at Wrestle Kingdom this year. They didn't get me. Right. Am I going to get got this time? Because here's the thing. Okay, so I don't know if you guys have seen this, but on um, – I think it was Chris Charlton actually posted this on uh, Twitter where in the Japanese media, he said that he's going to have – Kota Ibushi follow or uh, be his ring second during yes. the main event at mm-hmm. yeah. and he's like not because I need interference or anything like that but just for the support to know he's there and everything like that and that can be playing big into the match we could see a Kota Ibushi heel turn well, and Cody could cost Kenny the match just like Kenny has cost Cody a match in the past that's, Kota in the past that's the only thing about it the fact of when at Invasion Attack 2015 when Kenny Omega cost Kota Ibushi his title match against uh, AJ Styles and we've never got the payoff from that and it's just like man I don't know bro like like the the idea of Kota Ibushi being out there and Kenny like finally getting his his big title win and then like getting it blown up that like I'm like is that gonna happen is that what they're gonna book because here's the thing everyone will be mad about Kenny not winning because everything seems like it's set up for him to win but if Kota Ibushi screws Kenny Omega in the main event, he'll be the big. Then all of a sudden, there's an excuse for why it happened. Right, and, he, and, he's, and, he's and the, the he, hottest heel in wrestling. Man. Oh my god, you want to talk about like Tommaso Ciampa or like you know Cody being a heel, bro? Kota Ibushi will be the biggest heel like in New Japan. <laughs> It'll be crazy. So yeah. I'm very like. I'm still a little hesitant to go. I'm not going all in on like this is Kenny's time, but. My prediction is that Kenny's going to win the belt mm-hmm. and take it into uh, San Francisco. But, man, that idea that Kota Bushi is going to second him and come out to come out with him, I'm like, oof, I don't know. I mean, they could always do the, t- the heel turn afterwards. They could do it later. Yeah, if they're even going to. I mean, after, I the, I mean, I mean, after the match, like, Kenny wins, Kota comes in, raises his hand, boom, Kamagoye. I don't even know if Kota, like Kota Bushi is going to become a heel or anything like right. that. Right. That's, just, just, that's just a theory. That's just a theory. But I'm like, if, if 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 there's a time to put the title on Kenny, it's now. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. So. All right. Next question from our brother, Rich Latta. 
from One Nation Radio here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. He says, who do you want to win the belt more in their respective matches, Juice Robinson or Kenny Omega? That's so stupid. Do you know why that's stupid? Because he's assuming that I don't want uh, Okada and... um, uh, and Jay White to retain their titles. He's literally assuming that we're all in on Juice and well, Kenny. I am. <laughs> I know you are. But I'm like, I kind of really like Okada. <laughs> um, but for me, like, I want, who do I want to win a title more? I guess that's probably what he's saying. That, right, right. I'm just I'm just messing with Rich, but uh, who who would we rather like? We we both we've been waiting for a long time for them to get these belts, and we're wondering, you know, which for me it's got to be Kenny still. For me, I also Kenny just for the fact like we don't know how much longer he's going to be in New Japan. Mm-hmm. The lore of WWE is always there. Uh, I mean, there's several other promotions around the world he could work for. You never, you just never know what he's gonna do. So I would like to see him get the the IWGP title before he leaves New Japan. If he leaves New Japan, whether he leaves or not, I still think him winning the IWGP title should happen. Yeah. And there's still plenty of time for Juice Robinson to get a title. Yeah. I mean, I think hopefully they both win the titles. Yes. I don't. We see a lot of title changes at Dominion. It's that time of the year, so we'll see. All right. Next up from our buddy Kyle Morris. Kyle Morris, he's all in. <laughs> Kyle Morris is all in, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be seeing him in Chicago. So he asks us, "Who will Rey Mysterio face at the Cow Palace?" I might. I'm gonna say I think it's gonna be uh, Will Osprey. That's definitely a choice. Um, no, that's my choice. That's, yeah, that's who I, I mean. Would. Like overall, I'm saying that's definitely an option. No, not an option. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it's happening, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> no, it's I don't know. I mean, because I mean, there's always potential of Osprey wins. They do it at Dominion. Um, uh, I mean, it's, it's either gonna. Who do you think he's gonna face? I mean, it's either going to be Osprey or, I mean, it could be Marty Skrull. It could be. Either guy. But yeah. what, what, what's your gut telling you? Look into your heart, Jeremy. <sighs> man. Why is it so hard for you? I don't know, man. It's a lot of hard. It's to... so obvious he's going to wrestle Osprey. You don't see it? He's going to. What if he wrestles Osprey at Dominion? He's not wrestling Osprey at Dominion. Osprey's <laughs> going to be fighting Ishimori at Dominion. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm going to go Osprey for now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I swayed you. <laughs> and then his... Uh, Sweat, bro. <laughs> his next question, what are your expectations for Flip Gordon and his first best of the Super Juniors? And we kind of talked about this already, but... I think that this is going to be like the tournament that turns people around on Flip. Hopefully. That's my expectation. Yeah. There's so, there's so many people who are up in the air, have like different opinions, and... Ultimately, you know, there's still people that don't like Ricochet, as crazy as that sounds. And there's or still people that don't, don't like, like Will Ospreay, Ospreay, which is just crazy to me. But, um, you know, this tournament is a make or break sort of deal for a lot of that type of style wrestler. And I think that they've got uh, Flip in the right bracket for him to shine. Yeah. I think it would be tougher for him in the B block. Even though he'd probably have great matches, it'd be tougher for him to get big wins. And, I mean, he's in a great block for, for his first time. And, yeah, I'm expecting him to do well. I think we'll see him around six or eight points. And I think he'll just he'll be awesome. The only thing is, um, you know, I don't know how many people will actually see it 
because I don't, you know, some people sleep on best of the super juniors. Right. But I don't be surprised if he if his videos go viral and he's one of those things where you're scrolling on, you know. He's definitely going to have some gift-worthy moments. Yeah, he's going to have some gifts, man. So I'm excited. All right. Next. What are, what are your expectations? I mean, like I said earlier, I think this is going to be a uh, kind of a standout moment for him. Uh, I expect, I'm expecting him to do very well in this tournament. Like I mentioned earlier, we, when he has big matches, he kind of goes all out and puts his body at risk. And I think this is going to be no different here. Nice. Uh, next question comes from our buddy, Ben Schaefer. Ben. Man, we got a lot of great questions this week. This yeah. is awesome. And it's funny. We threw it out kind of like last minute, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so kind of a joking question. Ben asked, why isn't Jimmy Flips in <laughs> Best of the Super Juniors? He said, there's only one right, one right answer to this. I mean, the answer is because you, you hung up your boots, pal. Uh, no, the only the, the real reason is because what is the right answer? He wants to know why he's not in the best of the super juniors. Yeah. I don't know. Cultural bias, racism. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Gato hasn't seen, you know, Hey, sure. Hey Jimmy, if you, uh, you know, get, get your t- uh, eight by tens together, right. get, get a compilation video, get your gimmicks, get your gimmicks and send them off to Gato. We'll, we'll make sure Rocky gets some. He's our friend now. Yeah. We'll probably be running into Rocky and Daytona. Yeah. We'll talk to Rocky for you, man. And we'll see if we, Hey, maybe we can get you on next year. <laughs> Actually better yet. I'm pretty sure they'd want to bring you into the dojo. So if uh young boy, Ben Schaefer, uh, I I'd like to see that. Yeah, young boy Jimmy flips. Young boy Jimmy flips gets his whole head shaved, <laughs> shaved beard. Uh, freaking um, uh, Eugene Nagata making him do Hindu squats all day. Yeah, bro, you ready to like? Me. You ready to like do Tanahashi's like uh, freaking laundry for him and like cook ramen for those grumpy men? tiger masks, like palm striking him, yeah, like stiffing him. They're gonna beat you with a freaking cane for like six hours. You ready for that, Ben? Oh my gosh! But that, hey, if you want to get on Best of the Super Juniors, we can get you into the dojo. There's one in LA. There's one out out in Tokyo. We'll get you out there, buddy. But his uh his serious question, he says. Oh, I thought that was a question. No, 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 no. His serious question, he says, <laughs> Omega versus Okada. Who is next in line uh, for a title shot? After that? Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. Do you know? Uh, I would think maybe Naito. Again, Suzuki. Hmm. Yeah, I think Suzuki. I would say uh, they took the belt off him and everything, but he's been so dominant this year. And I think like you give him a couple wins and he's right back in the mix. I think that they've been, they teased earlier in the year. Um, you could go with Ibushi, I guess, but I don't know if they're w- wanting to go that way. Yeah. Cody. Oh yeah. I mean, especially if Omega wins. Cody could be the next title challenger, especially in Long Beach. Yeah. Those are my three guys that I would say like are the next title challengers, but yep. Yeah. I would say, you know what? It's probably Cody. That would probably make the most sense, if especially if Omega's winning. But in terms of like guys that'll challenge in Japan, I think, I think Suzuki. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially after the year he's been having. I mean, I do want to see Naito, but I think I think we, you know, we got G One coming up, so we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> I guess that's what really what it comes down to is who wins. We got Dominion, and then after Dominion, we got the G One special, and then we got the G One, and then. Uh, someone's gonna challenge at King of Pro Wrestling. 
Right. It all just depends on who the champion is. I think Suzuki. I think Suzuki gets a win in the um, G1 over in the, the champion. G1 and gets a title shot at King of Pro Wrestling. That makes sense to you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's what I would do. Are are Zach? Yeah, after that New Japan Cup performance and Not the match that, with, match with Okada. Remember the match with him and Omega? Yeah, and they were kind of teasing like a little feud ski between them. Yeah, they were. Yeah, during that uh, what's that a multi match? It was a multi Suzuki match. Goon versus Bullet Club. Oh, uh, we yeah. could get we could get Kenny Omega and, and Zack Saber, Saber Jr. Jr. I don't yeah. know. Good question. All right, we got two more questions, and they come from Twitter. At undoubtedly Dean Jack Ooh, D. I, I love undoubtedly Dean. Yeah, he always he, good questions. Yeah, he's always he's been listening to the show pretty much since day one. Um, he says, with strong style evolved UK happening this summer, do you think New Japan might begin a UK expansion? I, I think that's what that is. That is a UK expansion. Right. I mean, beyond that, um, what are they going to do in in the UK after this? Only time will tell. They are partnering with Rev Pro for this uh, for this tour, but I mean, I think you answer your question when you say like that is this is the start of it. That's the start. That's a UK expansion. There, right. just like they started in Australia expansion this year, and just like they've been doing shows in the US. Like, yes, I I think they will yeah, be. I mean, this will be a start of it, and then I'm sure next year they'll do more tours. I mean, look 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 at the US expansion. They did the strong style evolved show in long beach next year they did two shows so and there have been some updates we'll get into it more in the news but there's some updates that might lend to the idea of international expansion as well lately with the business side of new japan so yeah i i think that's something we could definitely see happening all right and the last question comes to james from james boyd (laughs) oh my god james boyd um, the man that's on sabbatical right now from One Nation Radio. Yeah. He says, totally absurd hypothetical scenario. If Roman Reigns were to go on excursion, would you suggest <laughs> <laughs> would you suggest New Japan as a top destination? If not, then where? Remember when I made that joke the other day, but I was only like half joking, kind of serious that I think like he would do well in New Japan? I think he would do well in New Japan also. As weird, even though I think he's a terrible wrestler. Um... <laughs> I don't think I think terrible a little bro he's not good he's just not good like I don't know how you could be a fan of New Japan and it's not even like a bias like he's not good he's not a good worker he does a few things good he's got good intensity mm-hmm. he does the big strikes but I mean bro have you seen him work holds he sucks I don't, seriously I don't know I don't I can't I can't say that he's terrible he's pretty bad most of the big like most terrible is a word I would use to describe Jinder Mahal. Okay, like yes, okay, but he's okay. He's not terrible, but he's not a good wrestler. Like I think the majority of the New Japan roster is vastly better than than Roman Reigns is. I I still I think he would benefit from a I, couple of years in New Japan. Yeah, I think. We, well, okay. So, like, what's the question again? He's totally absurd hypothetical scenario. If Roman Reigns were to go on excursion, would you suggest? New Japan is the top plus place for him to go. If not, then where? I mean, I think yeah, I think you, I think he could come to New Japan. And um, oh yeah, you know what my absurd theory was? Hmm. What if he became part of the Bullet Club? <laughs> oh yeah. Remember I said that? Yeah. 
But I was kind of half joking, but I was like, dude, you want to make them a heel like group and bring an outsider in and and take them back to their roots about being like, you know, North American type dudes like, yeah, bring Roman Reigns in, bro. Like they'll draw so much heat. Like, I don't know if it'd be like great matches or, or classic matches or anything, but yeah, bro, that would be but a, the, what, wonder, a, what a freaking angle. But is, is there heat between Samoans and Tongans, though? I don't know. I think him, actually him and Tamatanga. I've seen them take photos and stuff together. I think they're okay. I think they're kind of boys or something like okay. that. Because they were in the performance center together at one point, weren't they? Tamatanga. Yeah, wasn't Tama like signed to a developmental deal? To Tung- WWE? Tangaloa was. I don't think Tamatanga. No, 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 I know Tangaloa was Camacho. I'm pretty sure Tama like did a, like maybe an OVW stint or oh, something. Oh, really? Like I could be wrong. I maybe. mean, I could, I don't know. I I. I'll look it up. I've never heard. But yeah, I mean, where would you, I mean, if you were going to send, I don't know. I'm not even watching WWE, so I don't really know. But I mean, if you were going to bring him, where would you, where would you, where would you send him if he was going to, if you had to like, because I guess the whole point is because he's floundering over there. Where would you send the, the dude? Right. I mean, I think New, J- New Japan would be a top destination to send him. Um, he would learn a whole completely different style and just a different perspective of wrestling. If not New Japan, then I would probably maybe send him to the UK somewhere, Progress somewhere, ICW. Hmm. Give him that that British style. I don't know. I mean, I could care less about where he goes, but I think I could. I feel like Gato could do so much more with him than they've done with him over in WWE, and I think they would turn him heel. And I think like yeah. I think they would do big business with him because he is a star. But I just don't think he's a good wrestler. So that's my whole thing. All right. Yeah, I don't think he ever went to WWE. He did uh, He did some tryouts, and he never made it. So, yep, Tamatanga was not in WWE. I have a question for you. All right. One junior. If you could bring one junior, any junior in the world who's not in Best of the Super Juniors, one guy who's not in it right now, who would you bring in? Let's just say Chris Saban didn't get signed for the tournament. Oh, that's a good question. I know who I got, but uh, I already thought about it, so that I've got to. Yeah, I'm trying to think, juniors. Um, anybody from any promotion anywhere in the world. Grandma Talik. That's who you'd bring in. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, he. Well, uh, Mascara Dorada has been in the best Super Juniors before. Yeah. So. Yeah, and he's done well. You know, who I'd bring in who? Pete Dunn. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so I thought about it. I was like, man, if I could bring Pete Dunn into this tournament, oh, my, and have him and Takahashi run it, like, oh, my God, yeah. So that's that's my dude. That's who I'd bring in. All right, so let's get into the news. All right, so I think the big news story is all in. <laughs> yeah. This is, like, taking over the Twitter feed, taking over all the different, like, news sites. So I think it, we got to talk about it. So... Uh, Jeremy, you want to uh, break the news? Yeah, so keeping it strong style is, is all in. in. Yeah, yeah, baby. Oh, man, it was stressful. You guys have no idea. I didn't, I didn't, for a second, I didn't think we were going to get tickets. Oh, yeah, I didn't think we were going. I did not think we were going to this at all. <laughs> so, like, when we started talking about, like, doing this, it was, like, an off-the-cuff, like, yeah, we're going all in. Like, yeah, it would be cool. Like, we got the expendable income. It's whatever. We'll, we'll do it. But then, like, I did not expect for it to sell out. And if you guys are living under a rock or you haven't heard, All In sold out in less than 30 30 minutes. minutes. So, I mean, this is just straight 
insane. Yeah. Like, I got, we got on just on the right time, and, like, we had my laptop, we had both of our phones, iPad, like... Bro, if it wasn't for you logging in with your laptop, we wouldn't have got tickets because um, I tried to log in and it put me in this virtual waiting room. And then later today, like obviously I never got through. I mm. opened up my my iPad and I was still in that freaking virtual <laughs> waiting room. The thing was still spinning. I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like I didn't even get a response. Yeah. Uh, so the first time that we tried to buy tickets, we pretty much had them like set. And then, well, no, 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 we didn't have them. Like we selected, we wanted to get the $76 tickets. Yeah. We tried to buy them and then it came through and it said like, we cannot like meet your request. We don't have these tickets available. And we were like, wait, what? what? Yeah. We're like, they don't have the mid tier like tickets available anymore. So then we were like, all right, let's just do try. best available. We'll just try best available. And it only been a few minutes. And then we got tickets in section 106. $55 each and we're like this is the best available so you're telling me ringside and all the like mid like all the upper and mid tier like uh, tickets sold out they were gone dude and it only been a few minutes yeah that's crazy so yeah so uh, a lot of all in news so they had a press conference yesterday um, talking about the tickets going on sale um, there was tons of different uh, news that broke out so a couple different things here so um, Matt Cross Earlier in the week, last week, they announced that Matt Cross, who is also known on Lucha Underground as Son of Havoc. Son of Havoc, he is all in. Also, uh, M Dog 20, I believe he used to wrestle at sometimes. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Matt Cross was, he was on, uh, what's it called? Tough Enough? Yeah, he was on Tough Enough, mm-hmm. though. Matt Cross is great. So. Yeah. And then um, during the uh, press conference yesterday, the big announcement Rey Mysterio is all in. Yes, the Master of the 619 will be in Chicago. Also, I don't know if this is real or not, but someone on uh, Reddit posted a picture of Fat Masa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fat, that, Fat that, Masa of uh, being the elite fame and that he is also all in. Yeah. I haven't been able to verify if that's real or not. I think it's from on the actual all in Twitter account. They tweeted out a picture of Fat I was Masa. On their, I was on their Twitter account today and I couldn't find it. Maybe or it I'm might wrong. be on uh, the Starcast. Okay. I, think, I think he's going to be a part of like the podcast convention gimmick. So, yeah, so uh, apparently Fat Fat Masa's all in, Matt Cross is all in, Rey Mysterio's all in. Keeping it strong Strong style style is all all in. in. Um, But, yeah, these tickets, dude, they sold out in, like, less than 30 minutes. Fans all over the internet were freaking out because they were – so many – I saw so many stories of people trying to get tickets and they just were not able to. Mm -hmm. We barely got ours. Like – good friend of the show Kyle Morris who submitted a question earlier like I was talking to him and he's like dude I didn't get tickets I'm like just keep trying just keep trying yeah. he was in the waiting room for there about 30 minutes and he finally got through he got a, a section 107 ticket at the last minute and yeah. like thank god yeah <laughs> like I don't even know how he how he pulled that one off um so uh, there's there's so much stuff that's been going on with this so uh the Chicago Tribune did an article about all in it's like on their actual like in their newspaper and on their website said the all in event seven things you need to know i saw that um did you see earlier this week that vince russo and cody were getting into it about yeah yeah cody was like stay away from our show we don't we don't reward bad behavior stay away from our event (laughs) yeah so like uh yeah uh vince russo is not all in Um, and Flip Gordon is still, still not, not booked. booked. Well, remember he has the last chance match. He does in June. So he's got a match coming up. Do you did you see that it's going to be against MJF? MJF yes, MJF is, is awesome. By the way, yeah, he's real good. We've seen him uh, WrestleMania weekend. He's been wrestling in 
different promotions. Yeah, he's one of the top guys in MLW right now. So it's going to be him and Madison Rain against Flip and uh, partner of Flip's choosing. If I was Flip, I'd get like Braun Strowman or someone like that. <laughs> I'd bring in a mercenary. Like They didn't say it had to be a woman. I'd bring in someone to, to freaking... Keith Lee. Yeah, I'd bring in like Walter or something. <laughs> Oh, this picture like Walter chopping Madison. <laughs> like you want to be on this thing, you you need to pony up and bring in a killer, bro. Like, yeah, just do it. Uh, but yeah, so if Flip beats them, that's on June eighth at the Wrestle Pro event, then he'll be all in. But so far, he's still not booked. Um, another really big piece of news that people are overlooking. Well, not now, but it was big news, and then now it's kind of getting overlooked. But CM Punk is going to be doing doing a meet and greet August 31st at Pro Wrestling Tees in the middle of the day. What do you think about that, bro? Very interesting. Obviously, uh, Mr. Punk lives in Chicago. Yep. And so obviously it's probably going to be a quick drive for him there. But it's very interesting that he would... I mean, he's been pretty much absent from the pro wrestling world altogether since he's left WWE. Yeah, so I mean, um, he has a fight coming up. And also, he's going to court with WWE. Yeah, that was the whole Dr. Amen case. So he's got a fight coming up. He's got this lawsuit coming up. And then in September, he's doing a meet and greet. At the end of August, beginning of September... The, the the rumors are chirping. Is he gonna be wrestling? I, I mean, know. I think a lot of it depends on what his contract status is with UFC. Right. I, th- I think it depends how how his fight goes and how the court case goes. Are probably gonna be two big things that play into that. But I'm like, at this point, I'm like, we'll probably at least be seeing him involved with the event in some capacity, even if it's not wrestling. Which, right. like, I mean, bro, if we're there and like CM Punk comes out, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm not freaking mark out so hard. Um, the, the crazy thing, so these tickets, when they sold out, um, I was looking online, and the early estimations, based on the prices of the tickets and everything, they're estimating that this thing's going to be a $500,000 gate right wow. off the gate. Like, freaking crazy. And then, um, did you see the controversy with uh, Dave Meltzer and his claim about the scalpers? Yeah, so I know, you know, you got these uh, WWE fanboys, these guys that drink the Vince McMahon Kool-Aid, that for whatever reason, they're all upset about All In, and they're coming up with all these excuses, oh, the, the scalpers. Dude, so many people said this thing wasn't going to sell out. Right, and they're like, oh, well, so many uh, scalpers bought the tickets, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, Meltzer, like, posted a comparison and was like, you know, there's... Um, like 4,000 or so tickets on the secondary market for SummerSlam out of like thir- over 13,000 tickets all in. At the time of that tweet, there was like 149 tickets on the secondary market there have comp- been, out of 10,000. they started to show back up. I'm yeah. wondering if it's not even just scalpers, but like people that are trying to resell their tickets. Right. Because they see the demand. I think on the Observer Radio this morning, I think he said he's, it's up to like, I think like over 200 might be on the secondary market now. But still, out of 10,000 tickets... Bro, think about it. Like, okay, so if 10,000 tickets got sold, if only, like, 10% of them, which is, like, 1,000 tickets, were, like, up for resale, that's extremely low. And it's way less than that. Which leads me to believe, from what I'm understanding, that the majority of these tickets were bought by fans. Right. They're not being... And the thing is, a lot of people are like, oh, well, they're waiting till later... 
to put the tickets up on online and it's like that's not how scalpers make their money the demand is highest when the tickets go on sale especially right. in a situation like this so that's like idiotic thinking to think like oh well the scalpers are holding out no dude they're trying to flip and flip, turn a flip it real quick yeah as quickly as they can for the most amount of money that they can um usually on the day of they take a loss and they end up pricing them lowest because they're trying to get them off their hands right so no that's not accurate at all um even still it's like what 400 500 like that's insane bro that's insane yeah i mean i saw tickets for going as as high as like uh 1200 1300 yeah for the front row that's crazy yeah so i mean this is anyone who's like who's upset about this like are you, are you have you seen people online who yes are I, upset? yeah i've seen several people that have been like you know upset or like hating on it like oh, i don't get why everybody's so excited that like, this is dumb blah 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 like this is like whatever like kind of blowing it off i mean the thing is no company has done this in 20 years outside of wwe right I, I okay i have seen people who've been essentially like well let's see them do it year after year after year right and it's like dude they're not a promotion right it's three people it's cody and the young bucks and the young bucks and they self-financed a show and they drew enough buzz and interest in pro wrestling, the sport that we all supposedly love, whether mm-hmm. you follow this promotion or that promotion. And the fact that 10,000 people are willing to pay for a card without even know all we know is a couple of the names. We don't even know what matches are happening and people are bought it in 30 minutes. That tells you something yeah. that this is a big moment in the history and, of wrestling. And another thing I've been seeing like thrown out there, people are like, well, when people hate on WWE, like, we're not allowed to come, like, what's the difference? Like, why can't I hate on this? If you are allowed to hate on WWE, like, why can't I hate on this? And my whole thing on that is... Bro, I would love to love WWE. Right. I would love to love it. Dude, WWE has, like, the most stacked, like, in-ring talent roster that it's had forever. But and, like I'm not a, I'm not a wrestling hipster, bro. Yeah, I'm I'm just not, and I'm just speaking for Josh Smith. Yeah, that's my shoot. That's my shoot <laughs> last name. Um, I'm just speaking for me, dude. Like I would love to be able to love the most accessible wrestling like content that's out there. Do you know how much I would love for my nine ninety nine dollars a month that's going to Titan Sports to be like of a benefit to me other than just watching nineteen eighties like <laughs> wrestling? <laughs> You know how much I would love to be able to, to see, like, to watch Samoa Joe and, like, Shinsuke and AJ Styles and actually enjoy it and right. not have to, like, criticize how badly they're utilizing but their here, talent? here's the thing. I would love it. Here's the thing. With WWE... I'm getting a drink. All right. Uh, <laughs> let me go on my little rant here. So, here's my thing. So, WWE, when it's good, when they do good stuff, I'll be the first one to say that was good. The Seth Rollins mismatch, for example, from Backlash. Very good stuff. On the other hand, when WWE um, does bad stuff, I'll be the first one to tell them they're doing bad stuff. And there's been a lot of bad stuff in WWE lately. And with All In, I don't get what's there, what's there to really criticize. I mean, the show hasn't even happened yet. Why are you? What's what's there to hate about with them selling ten thousand tickets in under thirty minutes? What's there to hate about this whole buzz that people are actually excited about this? Like, what is there to criticize about them doing this? Like, that's what I don't get. Like, I get maybe if all in happens and you want to criticize the show, but like, 
what can you really criticize about what's happened? What's funny is like one of the most detrimental things that ever happened to the sport of professional wrestling was two of the most detrimental things was a the territories dying and b the monopolization of pro wrestling in 2001 in North America. After that, after that point, the product took a discernible and very like real downturn. And business has been down consistently year after year after year. They are making money in spite of how bad the product is. And yeah, like they've found ways to have monetary success. And like, yeah, they they did like their best year, you know, from a money standpoint last year. But drawing wise, ratings wise, creative wise, yeah, it's terrible. And I know you've stopped watching the product. I'm not watching it. You're not watching. I'm I'm still watching Raw every week. I still watch SmackDown. I'm watching NXT. I'm watching 205 Live. I'm, I'm still watching everything because I want to be able to criticize this completely and see what they're putting out there. And I can't do it, bro. NXT is the best weekly product they throw out there. Yeah, by far. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. Like, this, to me, just, it feels so much like rest, like a WrestleMania 1 or, like, a Starcade 83. Like, it's, uh, bro, like, I mean, people bro, are, think about, okay, let's think about this. The AWA and when they did Pro Wrestling USA, they tried to put on Wrestle Rock. They tried to put on those super class shows in the 80s. Those didn't draw as well as this. Freaking Super Sunday um, in 83, you know. Like, what are some other super shows that happened back in the day? I mean, there have been quite a few. Um, uh, World class doing those Parade of Champion shows. Mm -hmm. And only the first one drew off the back of uh, David Von Erich's death. And, like, that was in 84, bro. Like, it's it's been so many years since, like, a big major wrestling event happened outside of WWE like this. And, I mean... Let's just think about like let's think about WCW like nothing has happened since WCW that was 2001 right. and they I don't know when were the, when was the last time they did big card like this like 98 like Starcade something like that yeah we're talking about 20 years bro we're talking and about I mean, 20 I mean years. people are talking about can it do this year after year I mean this could be the catalyst of something that happens every year yeah, I mean, I know AAW is going to be running a couple shows on Thursday and Friday prior to this. Starcast is going to be there. Yeah. Like, it's it feels it has a very WrestleCon-ish type of feel to it. All right, and, and I like, mean, I feel like this is far enough from WrestleMania where oh, it's perf- It's the perfect amount of time away from WrestleMania. It's in September, bro. Right, like you can save up enough money to go to both. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know anyone who's like critical of this. They they've got their head in the sand, I believe. I mean, you can enjoy WWE, but it's like people people who, like I'm not someone who's like, "Oh, I freaking hate WWE and I love all this alternative wrestling." Right. It's not that. It's like I like good wrestling and um I don't understand why anyone who likes WWE feels like they need to have drawn drawn up like walls. Right. Like and feel like they're on this side and then everyone else is on the other side. There doesn't have to be It doesn't have to be that. There doesn't have to be sides. No. I, I'm a fan of professional wrestling. Yeah. I I love it all. I'll watch anything. And I still watch WWE because a lot of my favorite wrestlers are still there and they have the potential hey, to do something great. I, I watch WWE too. Not 84, 85, <laughs> 86, 87. I've been getting into some 70s oh WWE. My gosh. 
Yeah, I, I watch it too, man. Yeah, so I watch everything, and there's is there certain stuff I enjoy more than others? Yes, but it doesn't mean I'm like, you know, WWE is like the worst thing ever. Like, I'm not like shooting bullets at them. It, there's a thing, there's constructive criticism. It's okay to criticize something you like. It's just, I think it's asinine. I think it's stupid. Like, anyone who's like, who's a fanboy and who's like upset about all in it, it's like, how are you upset about all the best guys from all the other promotions outside of WWE getting together and doing a big show yeah. for us? Like, you've got the top. You've got top guys from New Japan. You got top guys from Impact. You got top guys from Ring of Honor. You got top guys from freaking. Um, I guess like just the independent scene in right. general. I'm like, I'm like. When are we gonna find out Matt Riddle's all in? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, like, let's do it. Like, this, and, this card's awesome. And so with New Japan, I mean, we we've criticized New Japan for stuff. I mean, there's if there's something that needs to be criticized, we criticize it, and there's something that needs to be praised, we praise it, regardless of what promotion it is. Yeah, they just happen to be the best promotion in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, speaking of promotions that are being lifted, that I forgot to mention. Uh, so, another um, entity that yesterday they announced the NWA is going to be involved with this promotion and Billy Corgan actually came out and and did you know a, a little statement during the press conference yesterday and they announced that the NWA title is going to be defended uh, at all in and that Cody is going to be challenging for the NWA title the title that his father won on three separate occasions that's gonna be awesome. I want Cody to win it, <laughs> bro. I do too, dude. Like, I'm, I'm people are upset about that. Yeah, people are legit upset that they're that like that he is challenging for the NWA belt, and I'm like, why? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, bro, like it's okay. So the NWA is like pretty much dead at this right. point. Like, like it, the NWA they're, is not they're even at a super low point. It's not even like a real promotion, really. It's just like Billy Corgan and like Dave Lagana following around Nick Aldis all over the bro, place. Bro, there was a time years ago, like even uh, we're, we're not even talking about the glory days. I'm talking about like six, seven, eight years ago, where there was a lot of promotions in North America that used the NWA name. Yeah, but like times have kind of fallen, and like the NWA has fallen out of vogue. I don't even know where they like if they have any TV or what promotions are uh, tied to it. I know like here in Florida, we had Florida Underground Wrestling, like FUW, NWA, and it's like kind of gone. Yeah. So I don't even know what they're doing. But the the idea that like this is something and people are upset that the NWA is involved. I'm like, bro, the idea that the, the oldest and most, you know, from a kayfabe stance, prestigious title in history gets a chance to be involved with this show and maybe be lifted and maybe better this promotion that Billy Corgan went out and spent his money on. That's awesome. I mean, like, I don't have high hopes that it will save them or anything, but I mean, the idea that, like, every everyone involved is going to be bettered off by being involved in this is just, that's freaking awesome. Also, you want my hot take? Yeah. Okay, so I think that between now and... T- okay, so right now Nick Aldis is the uh, NWA world champion. He's in the middle of a tour where he's doing 20 title defenses, 60 days. Um, he just had a title defense against... Uh, over in over in China, he defended the title against Colt Cabana, and um, you know, right now he he would be slated to go against Cody, which that doesn't do much for me. Yeah, me either. I hope Nick Aldis is involved with this. He's a great talent, but I don't want to see him in a main event slot against Cody. 
But you know what I think is going to happen? Well, you've, you've told me already, so... I am, like, pretty confident at this point that Flip Gordon is going to be the next NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and Cody will have no choice but to book Flip for All In, and they will be wrestling each other in one of the headlining matches of the card. That's a, that's a great idea. I think that is what's happening. I think that's the angle. I think Flip Gordon's going to win the big, you know, the 10 pounds of gold. And Cody is going to be like, basically Cody's going to be conflicted because he's going to be like, I really, 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 really want the title that my dad held. But I don't want to book Flip. But I really, really don't want to book Flip Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how we're going to get that. That's what the whole being the elite like storyline between the two of them has been like leading to is a a title shot uh, between them. And it's going to I think that's what's happening. It could happen. Vision, bro. Vision. Yeah. So um, anything else on all in? No? No, I think that's pretty much it. Okay. So let's run through this. So we had talked about doing a War of the Worlds results and, you know, kind of review. And what were your – bro, like, we I only watched two nights of this. I only watched two nights also. I watched the first match of the third night and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, bro, like – Okay, a uh, couple notes. So, like, we'll we'll go through some of the results here. Um, let's well, let's talk about some of the news first. So, Dalton Castle is injured. Mm-hmm. His hands broke. He's got uh, back issues, and like he was off the entire tour, right? Yes. Like he didn't even wrestle at all. No. So I don't know how serious his injuries are, but they have to be pretty serious if he didn't like even work the tour a, at all. A multi-man match. Yeah, he didn't even work like a multi-man match. So. Dalton Castle is currently injured. I don't know how that's going to play into things. He is obviously the Ring of Honor World Champion. Um, we'll get you know more of that. He is slated to defend the belt against Marty Skrull in the near future. So, yeah, Dalton was totally off, you know, this, the entire tour. Jay Lethal also was injured on night two during a multi-man match. Um, they said it was during a sunset foot powerbomb to the floor. Did he do that or did Takahashi do that to him? I think Takahashi did that. That makes too. more sense, yeah. yeah. So uh, they said it was just a mild concussion, but that he had trouble remembering the earlier parts of the day. And so they kept him off the rest of the tour following that injury. I don't, from what they're saying, it's not something that's going to prevent him from performing in the future. He is slated for all in, which is right. obviously a while away. Which it's kind of funny that this is not funny they got hurt, but like, you know, being the elite of this whole storyline where he got knocked down and he oh yeah he got knocked out and he got like he like he's like turning into macho man and (laughs) there's a new being an elite that came out today and like cody like i've not seen it yet cody like taps him and he like turns back into macho man he's like oh hey dream how you doing you're looking real jacked (laughs) (laughs) and and like cody like hits him again he turns back to jay lethal he's like man i feel really weird Really? Yeah. Okay, I gotta catch that. Yeah. Um, some other Ring of Honor news coming up. Um, so Teton and Ultimo Guerrero will be uh, working the June show for uh, when they go to New York City. Also, Atlanta Stu- Atlantis Stuka Jr. and Maya Jr. will also be working the Texas shows when in June. So we've got some CMLL action coming to Ring of Honor, which is pretty cool. Also, we got uh, the the Honor United tour uh, shows coming up. Uh, between May 24th and May 27th. So that's in a couple weeks. So not only is New Japan doing their uh, Strong Style Evolved UK tour, but mm-hmm. Ring of Honor is doing their Honor United tour. And then um, on the War of the Worlds tour, Daryl Jr. made his in-ring debut. Yeah, he did. So I did not know that that was Daryl Jr. Yeah. 
I just thought it was Daryl. I didn't realize that when that when when the mask was on that that's Daryl Jr. Yeah. I thought it was Daryl, <laughs> but apparently, like Daryl Jr. has already grown up, and he made his like in-ring debut. Yeah, I guess cats grow fast, man. I guess so. So, uh, yeah, they did a little angle in the with, middle of the six-man tag with, on night uh, two. Colt Cabana. Yeah, Colt Cabana was acting like he was gonna, uh, you know, drop the elbow on Daryl Jr. <laughs> uh, they had Daryl Jr. sit in the middle of the ring, and uh, at one point, Daryl Jr.'s mask came off. They were talking about, you know, that that wasn't his working mask. That that, that was his like. Well, ring. Yeah, uh, what's this? Uh, BJ Whitmer's like, there's a difference between a working mask and was like a working mask and like a like a I don't know Afri- like a casual mask. Yeah, like, like a casual. He's mask. like every wrestler has both of them. <laughs> so that was pretty funny, but um, I don't know these these were the worlds. You know, we'll go through the results here just real real quick. So I mean. The Briscoes on night one ended up, and we're only going to talk about the, the New Japan related stuff, by the yeah. way. <laughs> but the Briscoes ended up beating Flip Gordon and Jushin Thunder Liger on night one in a tag team match. Um, after that, later on, um, the Bullet Club, which is Cody Hangman Page and Marty Skrull, ended up defeating Rapongi 3K in a six man tag team match. Um, LIJ, Naito, Yvonne Sonata beat Silas Young, Beer City Bruiser, and Brian Malonis. Uh, Chucky e. T, Jay Lethal, and Jay White had a three-way dance, and Chucky e. T ended up winning that match. And then uh, in the main event, the Young Bucks ended up beating uh, Bushi and Hiromu Takahashi in a tag team match, which makes total sense because they're heavyweights now, yeah, and yeah. the other guys are juniors. <laughs> um, I did not enjoy the show. Uh, it wasn't that it was terrible. It's just that there was nothing that I thought was very good. Yeah. Um, I Also, you know, these... Ring okay, a couple things here. Honor Club sucks, <laughs> <laughs> guys. I I, I want to support Ring of Honor so bad, but they need to step this thing up because the production quality in like it's not good. Um, not only that, but like the lighting. It's my biggest issue is the lighting is mm-hmm. is a is a big problem for me. Um, it's too dark and like they just have those couple spotlights and it's not it's not up to like television quality. The other thing too is like. Dude, trying to broadcast this on a, on a TV is Dude, like, we had like a freaking hard time. Like, I just want to cast it. I got Chromecast. Let me just cast the crap. But even still, like other methods are just like so hard. And then yeah. when you when you're playing the show, lagging, dropping. Dude, if you like pause it and step away and like, do you know why we didn't watch all four nights? Because like getting through the second night was like such a nightmare that it like made me not even want to watch the other nights. Plus, <laughs> I mean, obviously, like we didn't have a lot of time. I don't think we would have got through all four shows anyways. But because uh, we have other lives outside of this. But man, this service is. Uh, they hey they had the right gimmicks we we prepaid for the whole year so they they got our money already yeah they worked us pretty good they worked us but man like it's been rough but uh i did not think anything of sub- substance happened on this show the most enjoyable thing that was on this show was when they played nakamura versus kevin steen from like in the, inter- three, in the intermission during the intermission bro yeah um what did what were your thoughts on this show it was fine. I think the the issue. I think I told you this yesterday off off air. The thing with the the New Japan guys is they realize that they can do the bare minimum and, and get huge pops. Yeah, and then uh, Ring of Honor's roster on the, on the Ring of Honor side, like their roster is not as stacked as it used to be. Their roster is very thin right now. Yeah. They like without. It's just that they keep losing their top talent to other places. 
like New Japan, but more so to like WWE and NXT. And that has been an issue for them the past few years. And I mean, they are, they have talent, but they don't have stars is right, the problem. And right. their biggest stars are all the, are the, all Bullet, the Bullet Club, Club guys. guys. They're not going to fight each other. So you have to have like, uh, you know, good, good guys for them to wrestle against. And that's the problem. Yeah. So, um, I thought on this, as far as match wise, the young bucks against Bushi and Hiromu was by far the best match. Aside, aside from that, I mean, there wasn't much for me to sink my teeth into. There wasn't much storyline development. We did have tension between Cody and Marty Skrull mm-hmm. during the six man tag, which I thought yeah, was we've, interesting. Yeah, we've seen a couple of some tension between them in a couple of multi man matches. And I think the fact that Marty is getting a title shot, I think that's going to lead to something down the line between them. So that's something worth taking note. But other than that, I mean, there was a title change between the kingdom and SoCal Uncensored, but I mean, yeah. there wasn't much here where I was like, man, this was really substantial. And I mean, my biggest problem, you look at these War of the Worlds tours, and I mean, dude, who's on it that's from New Japan? You got Liger, you got Rapungi 3K. All of LIJ. And you got LIJ. I'm not even gonna count the Young Bucks and 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 the guys from uh, the Bullet Club. This is their home promotion for the most part, aside right. from the Bucks. Dude, like back in the day, these used to be super cards where Okada was there, Tanahashi was there, Nakamura, Nakamura, Naito, <clears throat> like all the top stars, Suzuki, you know, Suzuki, stuff like that. This is not what this is anymore. It's basically just a Ring of Honor show, just minor Ring of Honor shows with a couple featured New Japan guys. And they shouldn't even call it War of the Worlds. It's just regular Ring of Honor show. Right, yeah. So that's my biggest problem. Um, and I think nothing highlights that more than the big matches that they're showing during the, the intermissions because it's like, oh, yeah, we had this match between AJ Styles and, and Okada. Uh, a couple years ago and then in the main event here you get uh, I don't know Cody and Liger yeah <laughs> like so night two um, there was the uh, Jay White had a title defense against Punishment Martinez yeah I thought that was pretty good it's like three and a half then you had uh, Naito defeated the Bear City Bruiser that, which Naito well, in like both, I was talking about Naito did the bare minimum here I thought Jay White did too I think in both of those matches Punishment Martinez and Bear City Bruisers were I think that they were overperforming and I thought Jay White and Tetsuya Naito were underperforming leading to like just pretty average matches yeah. overall um, how about this Young Bucks versus Super Dude, Smash Bros yes match? Young Bucks Young Bucks versus Super Smash Bros was awesome yeah yeah. It was great seeing the Super Smash Bros. again. I used to watch Ring of Honor during the HD net days, and they're one of the top tag teams during that time period. I would say go out of your way to watch that match if you if you want to catch something that's that substantial. It's one of the best tag team matches I've seen this year. I would probably go like four and a quarter on that. Very, 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 very good. Um, SoCal Uncensored beat uh, Rapongi 3K in a return match because they lost to them in the opening match at uh, Strong Style Involved earlier this year. Yeah. Then uh, Silas Young defeated Adam Page. Yep, Adam Page got attacked early in, in the match by Punishment Martinez. They've got a feud going on, so Hangman was not able to unseat Silas Young for the television title. And then uh, Cody beat Jushin Thunder Liger in a match that I thought was bad uh, for the most part. I did not think it was good. So for all the times that we praised Cody, yeah. um, this was not one of those times. You're not going to hear me talk uh, singing Cody's praises or Liger's in this case. Um, and then we had the six-man tag with uh, Evil, Hiromu Takahashi, and Sonata against Lethal, Kenny King, and Colt Cabana. 
And even though it was fun, and even though they did the the cool Daryl spot, this was nothing to me right. for the most part. So I mean, that those are the only two nights we got through. I mean, we can go through the. I did not watch night three or night four. I don't even know about the story developments, but uh, right. I have the results of night three. Um, Evil defeated Shane Taylor. Um, Marty Skrull won a four way match against uh, Kenny King and Matt Taven Sonata. That was probably good. Uh, Rapungi 3K defeated the Young Bucks and the Motor City Machine Guns. That was probably the match of the night, yeah. I would assume. And that's the one thing on all these cards that's uh, consistently just above and beyond is the Young Bucks. Every match that they're in is like just better than everything else on the card. Yeah. Um, um, Cody Cody defeated Takahashi. Yep. And then uh, the main event was a ROH tag title match. The Briscoes defended against Naito and Bushi, and they beat Naito and Bushi. Gotcha. Also, uh, SoCal Censored beat the team of Flip Gordon, Cheeseburger, and Liger. Yeah. So, you know, team fun. Fun and flips. And then on night four, we had, let's see here. Wow, this is... <laughs> okay, so um, Cheeseburger, Jushin Thunder Liger beat the Dogs, uh, Rhett Titus and Will Ferreira, which I'm not even that familiar with those guys. Um, the Briscoes beat Rapongi 3K for the tag team titles. Um, Silas Young and Austin Aries. Austin Aries uh, lost his title shot by DQ. They've been building to that match, and they gave it away on, on a War of the Worlds tour. Yeah, I think that'll be a pay-per-view match. I don't know. They're I don't know what they're doing. Um, other than that, let's see here. Kenny King defeated. Oh, yep. Kenny King beat Chucky e. T. Chucky e. T. You know, Shane Taylor. This is a terrible card. Yeah. I'm like looking at this card. I'm like, this is what they closed it out with. And then uh, the ten man tag was Cody, Hangman Page, Marty Skrull, and the Young Bucks defeating Lij, Bushi, Evil, Hiromu, and uh, Sonata and Tetsuya Naito. Which I'm guessing that's probably very good. But I haven't even looked at the ratings on this. So yeah. You know, we kind of hypothesized we were going to cover those four nights and then kind of bring you coverage with that. But I'm I'm way happier that we ended up doing coverage of uh, Best, of Best Super. Super Juniors because, I mean, these cards were really, really rough. And I, I think we kind of covered it. But, like, the main, my biggest problem is just that, like, they're not booking – they didn't book, like, good talent. I know it's tough because of the travel schedules and all the different, like, overseas shows that the New Japan guys have been doing and will be doing in the future. So it is tough. But these used – these these um War of the Worlds matches and tours used to be big. Yeah. I mean like they, they used to book really big matches. They used to run really big like, you know, they would do like the Hammerstein Ballroom and stuff like that and Manhattan Center and like it's not that anymore. <laughs> it's just not. So yeah. uh yeah. I don't have much more to say about yeah, it. Yeah, me either. So uh, we'll just get into the news here and kind of close things out. Um, so um, Tomohiro Ishii has officially been announced for the Strong Style Evolved UK Tour, which obviously they're running that in conjunction with RevPro. Which um, he is the RevPro champion. Yeah, and he is still the RevPro champion. So this past weekend, he wrestled Keith Lee and Keith Lee's swan song from Europe and the UK. Uh, he defended his title in the rematch at uh, Rev Pro. It's called Epic Encounter. Yeah. Yep. So um, that a few other guys were on the Epic Encounter. Uh, I know like uh, Suzuki and 
Zack Sabre Jr. successfully defended their titles, so they're still the I, I almost forgot they were the tag champs. Yep, they're the tag champs over there. Will Ospreay apparently had a very good match, but um, the story coming out of that weekend is that Keith Lee and Ishii had another just war of a match, and the cool news is that this is actually uh, going to be coming out on video on demand on New Japan World, so if you're a subscriber, you'll actually be able to get to watch that match, which I think that that's probably going to be a... a a big like candidate for excursion match of the year, which oh. we are going to be doing just so you guys know, you probably, me and Jeremy know about it, but you guys don't know uh, for our year end awards, we will be doing an excursion match of the year. Best yeah, match. So that'll be a new category this year. Yeah. Best match that occurred outside of new Japan involving a new Japan talent. So, you know, we, when matches like this happen, Keith Lee against Ishii, you kind of want to honor that sort of thing. So, yeah. um, Yep, so that's coming to video on demand. And Keith Lee is, or I'm sorry, Ishii is still the champion, so he'll be going to the uh, UK tour with the title, which is really cool. Um, other news. So New Japan Pro Wrestling has a new president, and uh, they officially made the announcement just recently. And he's a non-Japanese. He's For the first time ever, he's non-Japanese. He's uh, His name is Harold Meij, and he's the former CEO of Tomi Toy Company. <laughs> Um, I don't know much about the business side of this sort of thing. Yeah, me either. But it's interesting. It's the first time, you know, a non-Japanese. Well, his background apparently is like in like merchandising. And so you have to imagine like with the U.S. expansion and the worldwide expansion, things like that, that uh, bringing in a guy like him might be part of what they're trying to do with going into these other countries and kind of market to the outside world. Yeah. Um, I do know that he had a lot of success from what I've read and understand with the Tommy toy company where they were like losing money and then they had their most profitable years with him as their CEO. So, um, yeah, I don't know much about him, but I mean like from it's, it, it is newsworthy and it's something worth, uh, you know, Kidani is actually the one who brokered the deal and brought him in. So yeah, we'll see. Um, in other news, Best of the Super Juniors Night 1 is going to be offered for free. Right. So if you are new to New Japan, you do not have your New Japan World subscription yet. Here's your opportunity to watch Best of the Super Juniors Night 1, Osprey and Ishimori, the main event, for free. Watch that, and after you watch that, pay your 9.99 yen <laughs> and watch the whole tournament. 9.99. Yeah, 9.99 yen. <laughs> um, also, so did you hear the news about Jericho um, and the Greatest Royal Rumble? Uh, that yeah, he that he told Vince McMahon about the Naito angle that he was and, coming to Fukuoka, and then they pulled him from the Undertaker match. Yeah, so a lot of people wondered why he was announced for the Undertaker match and then pulled. And apparently, from what the reports are saying, it's after he he broke the news about Fukuoka. They're like, all right, well then, uh, we're gonna take you out of that. Uh, we're, gonna take, we're gonna take you out of that casket match, there, pal. <laughs> well. To be honest, like regardless of whether he was in the casket or the rumble, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't winning. Good, yeah, it wasn't yeah, good so anyways. it doesn't really, really matter. Um, also, Brandy Rhodes broke her clavicle in Stardom. Yeah, last weekend. I saw that. So she was supposed to wrestle at the one of these uh, War of the Worlds tour uh, shows in Michigan. That's where she's from, and wrestle in front of her family. And she ended up breaking her clavicle in two different spots, and she still rest. She wrestled four matches that weekend, two of them with a broken clavicle. Wow, this girl's so, tough. So they do say it's going to take surgery. So, yeah, I mean, Brandy, she's fine and she's tough. I love Brandy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hopefully she we, hopefully she gets better. Um, 
Other news, Suzuki, uh, Minoru Suzuki is actually going to be wrestling a match against uh, Kazushiko Okada on June 23rd um, at the Minoru Suzuki 30th Anniversary Festival. Yeah, I saw that. He chose, he got to choose his opponent and he chose Okada. So there's a, actually a really, really great article on New Japan World regarding this. So you want to check that out. I think it's going to be kind of like more of a produce show. But hey, uh, you know, uh, Suzuki-san, uh, congratulations. And we're, you know... You know, glad to have you still going in the sport, and congratulations in 30 years. And yeah, really, really good stuff. Um, Hanari has a new shirt. He has a new shirt? Yep. I didn't see that. For the first time ever, yeah. Hanari's got uh, adult shirts and children's shirts. So, what did they say on them? It just has a bunch of like tribal stuff, and then gotcha. It, 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 it looks okay. Gotcha. I, I wouldn't buy it. You might. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so, um, Yep, Hanori has a new shirt. I think you can find that either on the New Japan website or maybe on his Twitter. I don't know where yeah. that was. Um, let's talk about Dave Meltzer. So, yeah, the star ratings. So, the star ratings are out for Don Taku. But there's only one match that really, like, kind of was, like, a big deal, basically. Right. So, he gave Okada versus Tanahashi five and a half stars. Yeah, so this is not the first time he's done over five stars. Uh, you know, most famously last year when he did the six star match, and, and then the six and a quarter. He's was done it? a few different since then, but you know, this is he he gave that match five and a half stars. Uh, the match, you know, the main event from Dontaku with uh, Okada. Tanahashi and Okada. So I mean. What are your thoughts there, Jeremy? Like, let's talk about this because this was kind of a controversial thing and a lot of people have different opinions and thoughts on this. So here's my thing. You know, I like Meltzer. I read The Observer. I listen to Observer Radio all the time. And, you know, I'm not one of these people that, like, bash on him or whatever. But here, here's the thing. Meltzer is a man, all right? This is one man's opinion. This is not the end-all, be-all opinion. This is his opinion. Yes, he's probably, like, you know, he's been doing this for a long time, so his opinion is respected, but his, you know, his star rating is not the final say in all this stuff. And um, I listened to Observer Radio, and the way that he, like, went on about this match i'm not surprised that yeah he, he was gushing about it. i said it last week yeah gushing about how much yeah i wasn't surprised that he gave it this rating and here's the thing with okada and tanahashi like all their matches are amazing so it, it's really up to you to decide which okada tanahashi match is your favorite and which one you think is the best well, what's your opinion on on the star rating system and you know how that affects our industry and our you know so I said our, our industry yeah because we are part of this industry yeah. and um you know how fans perceive it and then also you know just what are your thoughts on it because I mean obviously it's been controversial especially the yeah. last couple years I think people put a little bit too much stock into the Dave Meltzer star ratings there that his star ratings are a great guide on kind of what to expect on how good of a match is. Like I said, it's not the final say. You can watch the match and evaluate it yourself. There are several times where we have been off of what Meltzer rates stuff. We've been off of what Kasanka rates stuff, what other all these other people rate stuff. So it's really up to you to watch and rate it, but his ratings are kind of a guideline. 
So obviously, if he's especially if you know like what his um his tastes, tastes are, yes. what his opinions are, and so obviously he's giving it five and a half to him. It was like a really phenomenal match. So me being a guy that you know subscribes to Meltzer, I'm like, well, clearly Dave doesn't do this very often. So this match must have been like blow away for him. So I'm gonna watch it and see if it's blow away for me. And maybe I might not rate it five and a half, but at the end of the day, I just watched. A I feel like maybe I should rewatch it because I was a whole star lower than him. I was four and a half on that. I was four point seven five. But I okay. So here's a couple things with me. I feel like wrestling ratings should be judged in the context of the year that they occur, so that you can get a, a better understanding of the time frame. Because the idea is hypothetically supposed to be, from what I understand like all-time ratings you know what i mean but a four-star match in 1982 is not a four-star match in 2018 right i always say it's all time it's you cannot compare time periods it's just impossible each era had its own style that Mm -hmm. got over and was a good match so yeah obviously you know that's why that's why i like going year by year and understanding what was good in that particular year because you can kind of see the evolution of wrestling that way and kind of more appreciate it's hard man you know i'm doing this 70s project right now and you know what i rated as maybe the best match i saw in 1974 in new japan or in all Japan is not going to be considered by most fan standards today as a great match. But when you compare it to what was happening in that time, and then also then you can appre- when you have context of what's happening at that time period, then you can appreciate something more. Now, I do think that there's a flip side to it though, where you do have to wonder like, okay, so if Dave rates Dave's like the foremost like most knowledgeable. Now you're right; it is one man's opinion, and he's entitled to his opinion. Right. But if you tell me that he thinks that the that that match was five and a half stars, I'm going to assume that he thinks that it is the best Tanahashi Okada match that ever happened, and he maybe he does. But there's no way, <laughs> there's no way that is the best Tanahashi Okada match. Uh, it's just it's not right. okay. And so my, that's my only thing with it is like if if you have a fan five years from now, ten years from now, who's trying to go back and look at the ratings and figure out what was the best of that feud you know they'll look at that star rating and they'll but think, they'll think it was the best but here's the thing though to really appreciate this this last tanahashi and okada match you probably should watch all of them because there were so many callbacks and callbacks of callbacks yeah from all these matches no i agree and Meltzer's a guy who's obviously he's watched all those matches so you have a greater appreciation if you have the backstory so if and I, I'm a fan of that, and yeah. I appreciate that, and I I agree, but at the same time, it's like, in the context, it's just to me, it's not their best match. Right. It, it, it's a fitting end to the to their. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I get it. But I'm saying like, if a fan five years from now, it's like, what what a Kata Tanahashi match should I watch? You know what I'm gonna say? All of them. <laughs> I also am almost a proponent to think that maybe. You don't need like here's what I kind of believe. I don't think you necessarily need to break the star rating system the way that he did. Um, I'm not a big fan of it personally. At first I was, but now I'm just like you know what? Breaking the rating system does more harm than if you were to use the rating system in the context of the year. Right. Like you know what I mean? If like for instance, if if Omega and Okada is six stars, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then just make it five stars and then 
change the parameters of what a five-star match is going forward right. because wrestling has evolved. But when you add a whole star, now every now you bring in a question everything that ever happened between now and 83 when he did his first five-star rating. Right. I'm not a big fan of that because now it's like – now it's more – it creates a more arbitrary like scale than it was. It weakens the scale and it weakens like our understanding of – you know wrestling rings and hey it's his he can do whatever he wants but that's just my opinion right again i mean i don't take it as seriously as others do i don't uh, but i i like it I, like you said it's a guide i feel yeah. like if it's a guide and he's an authoritative voice i don't know if he should have done that yeah i think maybe he should have come out and been like hey look like this is a five this is the best match i've ever seen it's five stars and then and then judged everything else accordingly to that right. i don't know that's my opinion but yeah so uh, congratulations to the match in Dantaku five and a half star match so definite match of the year contender um, last couple things here so um, there's a write up on the New Japan website uh, Narita and Umino were at the National Center for Children's Health and Development recently visiting sick children who were recovering so uh, congrats to those guys really good write up on them so check that out when you get a chance also Katsuya Kitamura was tweeting again today. You see him. I uh, know. T- I miss that. Yep. He tweeted about his return, about how he's still an evolving monster, and that we need to wait for his return. And that was just today. So I'm like, uh, is he coming back? Are we getting a G1 run? <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. We'll see. Uh, maybe he'll finish that that seven match series. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, Kawato's son, uh, his first lightning match uh, ever, which is a one-on-one match. It's a one-fall, ten-minute time limit match that they do over in, in Mexico. Uh, it's him against Tiger. That was posted on uh, YouTube with the CMLL channel. So um, if you want to check up on Kawato and see how his first singles match you know, in Mexico went, you can check that out. There was recently plans for an official New Japan podcast that were scrapped. So, yeah, I saw that um, somebody posted that on Reddit. Yeah, I guess New Japan was thinking about doing their own podcast, but then they realized like keeping it strong style existed. And they're like, <laughs> we don't really need to do all that. These guys are holding it down. Yeah, they're the ace. Why would the we, a, why, yeah. why would we spend money to do it when these guys can spend their own money like marks and uh, <laughs> do the show? So. And then uh, the last bit of news. So the dates for the Road to Destruction have come out running through the month of September. The biggest shows are going to be happening on September 15th, 17th, and 23rd. So it looks like we're getting a bunch of Road to shows again in September. And then, uh, you know, three big destructions like we did last year. Yep. So, and that's going to cover it for the news for me. Was there anything else for you? No, that wraps it up for me as well. Man, awesome. Hey, next time we have a, a question from Damon McDonald that's like that, give me a heads up so I can do some research. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, man, this was a really, really fun show. What do we got coming up here in the next few weeks? So, oh, tomorrow is, um, what's it called? Oh, yeah, the uh, Young uh, Lionsgate. The Lionsgate Project, Lionsgate uh, 12. Project 12 is coming out. Yeah, so. so next week we'll be reviewing that show. Oh, man, that card looks really good. And I cannot wait for Umino to get just thrashed by, by uh, Sakamoto. Yeah. And then we will have the, uh, we'll be reviewing the first few nights of Best of the Super Juniors. Guys, if we are not completely up to date on Best of the Super Juniors, 
forgive us. We are gonna do our best to bring you all the up-to-date coverage. We are gonna, we're gonna cover this thing. We're gonna watch all of it. We're gonna bring you coverage, but man, it's a lot of nights. I think seven of the nights are live, and then seven of the nights are gonna be brought up on, on the man. Yeah, I don't know if they're like full production shows or how many are gonna be single yeah. cam, but yeah, we'll be covering it. So we'll bring that to you guys soon. So thank you for listening to another episode of Keeping It Strong Style. Make sure you connect with us on social media. On Twitter, I am at Jeremy L. Donovan. Our show is at KI Strong Style. Social Suplex, our parent brand, at Social Suplex. On Facebook, we are facebook.com forward slash social suplex. We also have the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Wrestling Squared Circle. Make sure you check out all the other shows on the network. We have One Nation Radio with Rich Latta. We have The Outsider's Edge with Rance and Carl. We have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. We have the Wrestling Wash with Back to Baldwin covering uh, stuff revolving around Impact and Ring of Honor. Um, We had a new podcast debut last week on the network called Grown Men Watch This Shit. Yo, that debut episode, hey, uh, so it's Chris and then... And Jeremy, but I guess he's going to be going by... Uh, Vanderbeek. Vanderbeek. So, Chris and Vanderbeek, bro, if you guys are listening, hats off to you guys, because your debut show was awesome. If you're listening to this and you're a fan of independent wrestling or international wrestling outside of New Japan, I'm telling you, you want to check that show out. Our show kind of has like a very like strict structure to it and kind of like a... I don't know. I think we try to like stay well informed and things like that. But this show was like a couple buddies just kicking back, yeah. like having a couple of drinks. And I loved like the freeness of that show. And like hopefully we can do something with them down the line. Uh, Chris is from Australia. Yeah. And then um, Jeremy's had shows on MLW Radio, and he's, yeah, he's I mean, like the big wig. He's, yeah, he's a big uh, Twitter guy. So yeah, check him out. And, uh, yeah, so check out all these great stuff. Also, we had a special interview with uh, Joey Osborne and Blanco Loco. So also check that out. We'll be working on trying to get some more interviews lined up for you guys. So make sure you subscribe to the network to get our show and all these great shows. Leave a rating and review. Remember, we're an independent podcast network. We need your ratings and reviews to help us get over. We need it, guys. You have no idea my life is nothing without this show. <laughs> I need <laughs> I don't have a lot going for me guys. Oh, man. I need this show to I need this show to take off and it, it needs to happen soon because times are tough man. <laughs> I need I need money for all in and yeah, yeah. I gotta pay this nine ninety nine hundred ninety nine yen for my New Japan World subscription. Freaking Ring of Honor has been ringing me out for money. <laughs> like I need oh, I, I need this to happen. I need okay. this to happen. So yeah, help us get over. Help us to trick someone into paying us to do this shit. <laughs> so until next time. Good night. Oh, <laughs> we botched it. <laughs> Goodbye and, and good night. Bang. Thank you for listening to Keeping It Strong Style. We'll see you next time. See you next time. See you next time.